Yes, sir. We are back with another episode. Peace, my brother. What's going on, bro? Man, another beautiful day in the neighborhood. We are back. We are back. How's everything going? Man, it's up and down right now, bro. So much craziness is happening in the last few months. Oh, yes, sir. Job and life in general. You know what I'm saying? Just looking at everything kind of like transform into whatever it's going to be for the next few years. Yes, sir. You know, we're hitting midterms and shit, so. Okay. Yeah. But what were you saying about uh music wise with yo NT yo NTV raps? Yeah, D Boy posted a link on his uh rap cap and kicks, uh saying that uh MTV's thinking about bringing back yo MTV raps and uh supposed to be making a return. And uh my brother had commented on it saying that'd actually be kind of dope. And I said it would have been dope like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I said, but now people have music at their fingertips, man. They don't have to sit and wait the, the the appeal of yo mtv raps and rap city was the fact that you had nowhere else to see those videos and hear those songs mm-hmm. so it was almost discovery at that point you can't you're like oh shit such and such so-and-so got a new video out you know what i'm saying because the artist wasn't relaying that information there was no twitter there was no facebook you know what i'm saying back then now an artist they communicate directly to their fan base so if they want you to know they got a new video they just post it on youtube what you need your mtv raps for to interview these niggas? Yeah. Oh, guess what? They go to their favorite blog. They go to their favorite uh, podcast or whatever. Yeah, and, and chop it up. Yeah. It don't be political or nothing. They have real conversations with these with these podcasters and these blogs. So your TV raps is just too little, too late. And didn't in the in, in somewhere in that same vein, vein didn't uh, Irv Gotti try to bring that type of situation back where he was trying to take certain songs that rappers had done and, and create videos for them. I believe he was. I think that uh, the logistics That's... of it was just a little bit too much because again, it's one of them situations where the artists don't really own their music. You know mm. what I'm saying? So like to really do that, you still got to get clear about a label. Facts. Facts. You That's know? the other part about it. The label might say, yeah, it's a good idea, but it's coming out his budget. Well, let's look at his budget. He already blew it. You know what I'm saying? So we can't afford to do it. It's not, it's not getting done. And we're not even working on that project no more. We, fo- we focus on the new artist or we focus on the next artist. Or our, if, 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 if it's going to be done, the money has to come out of your pocket. We're not yep. paying. You got to pay for it yourself. Yeah. And we want, we want what, 70% of the royalties of anything that's made off of it. So Very that's much. kind of, that's kind of a hard sell to, to continue doing something like that. Unless you know someone behind the scenes, at Universal or one of the parent companies uh, that allow you uh, in to do that type of shit without having to uh, screw you over and make you go through all these different channels to get the yeah. shit done. It's definitely uh, it's an interesting transition to watch how like uh, the past try to uh, re-enter this space where uh, where I guess. The, the general public has full access to all information and media. I can use an example of, uh, it, was, it used to be this channel on cable, uh, G4 TV. It was tech TV at first, and then it changed to G4 TV. They used to talk about uh, computer games, video games, computer upgrades, blah, 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 a bunch of technical shit. And then it went into like video game reviews and stuff like that. Back in the early 2000s, that was, that was the shit. You know what I'm saying? You can find out about like the latest video game when it before it dropped and they give you like a video essay on it and shit like that. G4 tried to come back in the last year and a half, two years, and it's a shit show. 
because they're competing against all of these homegrown YouTube channels who've been doing it for the last 10, 15 years on their own without that type of budget. And they don't have the political constraints of trying to appeal to uh, uh, to investors and get ad revenue and all of this stuff. All they're doing is just doing what they want to do and saying what they want to say. And the and only way to, to kind of make MTV relevant again would be if you got artists to stop putting out music so frequently. And they're not going to do it now. It's too late. The, the cat's out the bag. Once the cat's out the bag, it's hard to get it back in there. The floodgate is open. Artists yeah. realize that the, the reason why most artists back in the day wasn't making no money is because they didn't have control. Artists got control now. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what hampers the idea of corporate, uh, uh, the corporate marketing strategy. You know what I'm saying? The corporate marketing strategy was built on, you know what I'm saying, spoon feeding the public because this public has no other way to get it. But guess what? All the windows and, door, and doors are open and the wind blowing through. Yeah, and everybody jumping yeah. in and trying to grab whatever they can from their artists. So, yep. Now that's it's free why fall. NBA Youngboy is such a big deal on YouTube. NBA Youngboy put out all his music through YouTube and he signed to Atlantic. All his videos, his his fans, for him to be, for him to be the type of artist that he is and and to be like probably one of the top five in his his generation, it, it's a very telling. It's a very telling story because he, him and his team took control of that aspect of, of how he markets himself. How much control do they have? Like, what do you know, like the certain percentage? Because if he's putting all his music out like that and he has a label behind him, I know there, there has to be some kickback. Like, I don't know, because I know he hasn't been signed to Atlantic that long. So I'm thinking they was already doing it when Atlantic came knocking. So he has some leverage. He had a little leverage when they came knocking because okay. he had already established his uh his market share through the way he had been doing it. So I don't know all the numbers and nothing like that, but I do know that uh I remember like my kids was talking about him before I knew who he was. It was kind of like when Chief Keith blew up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying Chief Keith was putting out videos on YouTube and stuff like that with D Gaines and stuff. And uh, that was a crazy situation because at that time, I guess people hadn't seen something so rough and so raw and rugged yeah. at, the, at that point in time where guys were just holding homegrown. Yeah, yeah. homegrown, just sitting, out, sitting outside with ARs going, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, acting up and everything. But that's something that he was used to doing. Man, do you know how dope that would have been? I mean, Chief Keefe is who he is now, but if someone would have been able to grab him and like mold that shit into something. Dude, he was on the perfect machine with the perfect team. He was just too young and he was too savage to actually yeah. grasp it. He was under 50, under Dre. You know what I'm saying? He went to Interscope and Jimmy Iovine immediately put him with the top people to kind of help guide his career in a particular way, but he pushed against it. But his album mm. did numbers. His album did did well. It's just that he just was not, he, he couldn't conform to it, which, I mean, it is what it is. When you come from where, where he come from, what is conformity? Yeah. And his, all he know at that, at that point in time in his life is to rebel and, and can't nobody tell him nothing. You know what I mean? And that's no, that's no knock against him, but I totally understand that because no we, media we, training and none of that would have changed that for him. No, no. Cause at any given moment, he probably would have slapped one of the people in the face or, or, or anything. So, and even, even for it to be 50, like there's only so much fifth can do because at that point you're a success. And, you know, and 50 was really 
just stepping outside of the music game a little bit and starting to dabble more into his acting and other stuff like that. So, and he had already kind of like solidified himself as a superstar. Yeah. And and at that point, it's not, not to say nothing bad about chief Keith, but at that point you're a risk standing next to him, you know, like exactly. I got my bag. He didn't show up to his video shoot. I like got my bag. I, I don't want to mess up my bag because I'm trying to get into other things. You know what I mean? So being with you or, or teaching you certain things is a good look. But how much of a risk am I going to take? You know, exactly. Exactly. And that's the, that's the thing about it. That's why I see like when, when I see what happens with like Young Dirk, I see Lil Dirk. That's his name, right? Lil Dirk, Young Dirk, Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, when I see him, I see what his team is doing different and why he's able to blow up. He might be blowing up late in this at, in, in respects to what his peers have already been doing, but he it's the perfect time for him. And um, I'm watching him like work with, with Nas. I'm seeing him work with all of these different artists like Five uh, Yo Foreign and all these different artists who actually have uh, some movement behind them. And it, it helps his brand and his, his team is real sensitive about making sure his brand is protected. Even when, um, um, what's his name? Uh, King Von died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know that, you know what I'm saying? The street side of him probably wanted to retaliate. They wanted to get involved. Wanted to do Big time. Things. Big time. But he knows that he got a lot of people eating with him. He got a lot of people eating off of him. And if he fall, the whole, the whole empire crumbles. And he got like, uh, they said that they had, uh, he had a concert at the United center mm-hmm. and he brought out almost like, all the Chicago drill. He had chance out there and it wasn't no incidents. You know what I'm saying? And, and it shouldn't like, be. And he raised a lot of money for his, uh, charities and stuff like that. That's big dude for him. You know what I'm saying? He ain't, he, 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 he J age, you know what I'm saying? 27 years old, 28 years old. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, he, his team is insulating him. And he's making he's making sure he's focused on putting out the music that brings in the money or doing features that brings in the money and just focus on that business aspect of it. Because you know, the rap, the, the life of a rap star is short lived anyway. You better yeah. get it while you're in there. Yeah. And the, and the best part about, like you said, they're insulating him to keep him focused on it. But, you're also noticing that the cream is rising to the top, right? You know, mm-hmm. Chief Keith is still around because of the consistency of him doing the music. Yeah. Uh, 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 Dirk has figured it out uh, his his own way and his own method. Like, they figured it out. So NBA Young, but like, all these guys have figured it out. Yo, I got to just stay involved consistent. in the music. Yes, I had to be consistent in the music. And not only will it bring me success, but it'll keep me out of a lot of bullshit that I don't need to be involved in. You know, and, for some reason being a rapper for the for the for the life of me, I can't understand other than just the 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 dire need to quote unquote keep it real. It always seems, and I'm I'm making sure I choose my words well. It always seems like that negativity gravitate towards the rapper. You know what I'm saying? It, it gravitates it does, though. because especially like those who kind of like. Who, who stand on being from the streets, being from a set. I mean, they literally made Old Block a tourist attraction. Everybody want to know what Old Block was. Motherfuckers come from overseas. They come to come see Chicago, not to see Chicago, but to just visit Old Block because that's where their favorite rapper says he's from. They don't even realize the, 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 the level of 
of absurdity that comes with that. They don't understand that sh that old block is just a, a, a community that's part of a larger community. You see what I'm saying? And shit can go wrong. Yeah. They might show up on the day where the ops is really out there looking for they, you know what I'm saying? Right, where it's really hot out there. Like they yeah. are really into it and, and it is going down. Like the neighborhood is hot than a motherfucker and y'all yeah, out there visiting. Because it, it stay active. The city stay active, dude. It's a serial killer in Chicago right now. You know what I'm saying? And we don't, I'm telling you, that's why I'm saying like the the, the idea of like what makes uh, a rapper pop is kind of scary to me because most of the ones that are really, uh, I guess, doing it, the ones that are really like flourishing are the ones that come from those dark backgrounds. But even, even then, bro, at some point you... You gotta be about the music because you can't have your foot in the street and involved in the industry. I 100 percent agree, dog. The, the streets, the streets is going is going to decapitate that's why, that. That's why it's, it's weird to me because I know for a fact as being artistic, being an artist, always it's it's always paramount. It's always like the the priority when you're an artist. Yeah. Like I don't care if you I don't care if you're a graffiti artist. I don't care if you you do fashion, whatever. If you could you could have some street in you. But you're gonna always be protective over your art and you're gonna always focus on that, especially when it starts making you money, because the goal is always to make money anyway. That's why niggas sell drugs. Niggas don't, don't sell drugs because it's glamorous. You ain't supposed to, because there's some idiots out there that think that they that's what they, they do. They think it's cool. Yeah, they think it's cool. They're not yeah. looking at the fact that the only reason why niggas do it have really done it is because it's the quickest way to the book. That's it. That's it. And, and and if we being real about it, I think we've already said this on a past episode. The majority of guys that we know that that became the cream of the crop in the streets can run C can be CEOs of companies better than motherfuckers that we hearing about. They missed out on their chance to be of uh, of chemists and, and physics teachers and shit like that because they chose a different profession. But you know, like those those guys are special and they all right, but protecting your art and protecting your brand is a big thing. Once you realize and figure out that it's more about that than being in the street and trying to prove yourself to a bunch of niggas that don't even care about their own selves. I think um, it's a, it's, it's interesting because I even find myself like getting lost into like what I do for a living. Um, and it distracts me what, from what I'm, what I want to do creativity creatively in the creative space so it's like i spend a lot of time i put in a whole lot of overtime hours to get these little checks and shit like that and try to pay these bills and stack up some bread and blah 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 mm -hmm. and i'd be trying i swear to god bro i put everything i can in terms of ideas to try to figure out ways to commodify what i do creatively and it don't ever make sense to me because a, a, a job is so brainless they don't require you to do numbers, show up and be there and do put your hours in, right? But to be creative and then think of the marketing strategies and think of different ways to turn what you do into a revenue stream. A it's, not, it's not, yeah, it's not, and it's not that it's hard, but it's it's very daunting. It, it really knocks you off your pivot a little bit because the frustration of it all, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's why teams are important. Yeah, because you're trying to put, it's, it's number one, it's your baby. Mm -hmm. and you're trying to produce a project or, or 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 an item or whatever it may be an entity that 
comes across in the manner that you wanted to come across while also sharing it with other people so they understand what it is that you're doing. And Absolutely. you're doing it at a level where it's it's yours. Like you don't, it's not like a job where you do it and you go home and no one, you know, and no one says nothing unless it's fucked up. Like right. this is this is yours. Like you you own this and you have to do it at a very high level all the time. All the time. All the time. So because it represents understand. you. Exactly. Your name is on it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the thing. Completely honest. To be completely honest, this is why it'd be so tough to like uh to wrap up some projects. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the vision isn't being met. You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are like, well, you only got one life to live. Go ahead, put this shit out. Dude, that sounds dope. That sounds dope as hell. That sounds great, but when you're a person who cares about what it is that you're putting out, you don't want to just put anything out. I have, what, four or five projects sitting in the cut somewhere that still haven't been put out, that haven't been matched, because I don't even, yo, it's not, I wish it was, I wish I was that that type of guy where I could just put it out. Right. But I'm going to hear the mistakes that, that I made. I'm going to hear, man, maybe if I would have went back and did this, you know, well, maybe if I should go back and just remaster and put out the different copy of it, of it you know, remastered now. And it sure. doesn't work like that. You know, you want to you want to put your best foot forward and put out a solid product each time or that time to make sure that you gave it your all. Not so you can say, oh, I made so many mistakes and let me correct it. It takes so much out of you. It's emotionally draining, not just mentally Draining is emotionally draining because you're putting everything into this product. And then once you put, once you get it out there, and you once you've decided to pull the trigger and just say, "Yeah, we're going with it," it it's and it, and you don't get the response you thought you should have deserved for it. That shit, it, it, it to me personally, because I've been doing it for as long as I've got so many projects that I kind of like sit back and I'm like, "Damn, that should have did better," because this shit dope. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really went hard as, in terms of, like, the recording process. I went, I really dug deep in my writing process. I even went as far as, like, trying to push and market it, but I'm not a marketing genius. So, and I'm also, I'm not trying to play the game. Like, I'm not, bro, I swear, I'm very, the reason why I don't really go so hard in terms of, like, using all the DSPs to push it out is because I know how the DSPs algorithms work. You know what I'm saying? You're just spending money at that point. You just spending money on on uh, on distro kid and all this other stuff to try to get your music on iTunes and blah blah blah, just for it to just sit way in the back, while the algorithm already prioritizes record labels because record labels are invested in all of these DSPs. So like you put absolutely, like, you know they're putting up top dollar for the for the little bit of change that you putting on that. I don't, that. That ain't so, making it nowhere. So my shit don't matter. So get, now I'm up here. Now I'm responsible for sharing 30 different links to my album versus the one link that always leads to the album. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like the boutique model of Bandcamp. But at the same time, that's where, like, by the time I'm really digging in deep with that project and I'm putting it out, I can breathe a little bit. Now I got new ideas. Now it's time to be creative again. You see what I'm saying? And I'm being creative on the, in the background, but me being creative in the background takes focus away from uh, the shit that's already out or the shit that needs to be put out. You see what I'm saying? It's not, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like uh, managing all of that stuff is really just, it, it's, a, it's a job all in itself. But again, you go to your regular job, 
everything's already decided. You know what your role is. You know what your responsibilities are. You just come in, get the job done, and go home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you get the little check that you get. You know what I'm saying? T- take home a couple thousand dollars. Boom. You see what I'm saying? And you go, and you go, go on about your business. You know what I mean? Right. But um, it's it, it's a job in itself to 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 do the art and put the art art together the way that you come actually, up with the album cover. Come yeah. up with the the playlist. Yeah. The track list is always. And then I got I got more even not in because uh, I want nobody to think that I make beats, but I got more into the whole beat process by telling you guys what I hear or changing things. Being in, and I was like, yo, I'm I'm not saying it because what any what, what's on it is bad. I just think right. that there should be changes in it just because of the way I may I may rap or the way I may come across or just to, you know, keep the, a, t- a certain type of flow involved in in, in, the, in the actual music so see that's because um, you're gro- you you you've grown into you, you you've grown into a producer yeah you see what i'm saying you might you might not be a beat maker but you're a producer you hear things and you, yeah. you can see where things should kind of fall in and, and, and work out yeah and, and that just comes with just like you said just being more comfortable with accepting that hey, hey it, it more could be done on this side or more could be done on this side and and there's nothing wrong with that at all it's not to yeah. say that the beat the beat is bad or trash or anything it's just to say hey this might help um keep the 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 the, the listeners ear or this might help break up the song and do something different for you know bringing something to a crescendo or just changing the way that the beat sounds here or doing a chorus or something like that so first yeah, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's a it's a big art in itself, and not just as producers and beat makers, but as guys that who sit and mix and master. That's even harder for you guys too, because now you now you're wearing so many hats that you're going from okay, I wrote the verse, then O wrote his verse. Now I got the beat, so now I got to make sure the levels on the beat are right. Now I got to make sure uh, the right the right parts to be the right stems are are leveling out and everything like that too. So you got, you guys jobs a lot harder than than mine is once, once it comes to the, the back, the back of house production of, of putting the whole thing together. We we've written a lot of music to like uh, reference tracks, pretty much like real skeleton beats, Mm -hmm. like just the basic elements of the beat and the, the finished product. A lot of times don't sound like what we wrote to. Mm-mm. because the ideas of of how the outcome should be start to come out you know what i'm saying we start shooting these ideas like well maybe this should be in there or maybe should this should be taken out mm-hmm. and then also me just going through the process of structuring and sequencing the beat i'm hearing things now you know what this would be dope if it broke down right here and it did this instead of what it's doing here mm-hmm. and then when it comes back you know what I'm saying? It's just all of those different things. And we're talking, that's just one song. Just imagine 17 songs, 22 yeah. songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and not just uh, not just 17 songs, but what if seven out of the 17 songs, five of those have features? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And then that's another thing, man. It's like just making sure that I've all of those logistics are worked out so that you don't have the uh the headache of trying to clean up a mess right before launch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, bro. It's, um, these are things I look at uh, when I see like these young artists really putting out their music. Now this is stuff like, and that's another thing. A lot of these artists are homegrown. They making music 
and it's on the same type of setup I got, same type of setup you got, same type of setup Tony got. They're not going to big studios to do anything but to maybe like refine it. You know what I'm saying? They might go to a big studio to have it mixed and mastered, or they might just okay, ship all the files off through, through a, a Google Drive to an engineer, to they, they, they key engineer, or the, the engineer that the label wants them to use to have it mixed and mastered because that person is already under contract. So they get, they got to pay big budget dollars just to get that person paid. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of what happens too. Like it's that. amazing. It's amazing how, how they went from the big reels and the, the dat tapes and everything to now to just ship them through FedEx and shit. Yeah. To now everything just being a file that you could just send in minutes, seconds and, and everything is there. Facts. Are you able to tell the difference between, uh, and I'm only asking because you work more on the B side. Are you able to tell the difference between the analog and digital aspect Absolutely. of music? Okay. Absolutely. But we're, we're also, I, I had this conversation years ago when it was really happening. Like when uh, CDs was really like the, the go-to format, niggas weren't really making tapes and, and LPs like that no more. And uh, um, conversations I used to have was like how much loss how much fidelity loss was happening with CDs because it was becoming more crisp, but but, but the uh, low end wasn't really there no more. You weren't getting a lot of heavy bass and shit like that. And now we're in the digital format where remember when MP3s came out, I remember like seeing these little videos where they were showing like what the video, what the image loss on the wave file looks like versus what a wave file should look like. We're in, a, we're in an age now where nobody cares about that no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like all of those losses are just losses. And it's like the file is just the file. All they want is clarity now. And a lot of times they don't even want clarity. You can hear motherfuckers drinking a fucking Pepsi in the booth. You can hear, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker hitting a cigarette in the booth. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, you can hear like a little hum come off of one of the wires and shit like that. Uh, like don't nobody care about that because the average listener, the average consumer is not even living with the music no more. They just, they they just like hearing it. it. They yeah. like it for a moment, then they move on. Like future. I, I, I used to like albums. hearing all that shit. I used to like hearing all that, like tuning into music, hearing like hearing DMX or, or you or you can hear uh, Jay Z chains uh, mm-hmm. in the background. You know when they moving and everything, you can hear all that shit. Or with them, t- or like when Method Man would take a breath during the, during the course of him rhyming. Like I I love hearing all that shit. You know, right? Because it showed the human side of it. Yeah, yeah. But and those are things that people. I don't know. I know other people like I know you definitely hear it, but those are things that I when I'm listening to music, people ask me like, "Why do you you got to be listening hard as hell to be hearing it?" And it's like I don't have to listen hard, but you just as know a, what to listen for. Yeah, as a, <clears throat> as a guy who's who loves music and comes from a, a like a a, a a church background where you're around choirs and you're around people who are recording since you were young, you hear all this shit in music. So when I, when it's being recorded, I, I can hear people <clears throat> getting their throat together or right when after the chorus, after the chorus is about to uh, go out, I can hear the dude take a deep breath and I know he about to come in and rhyme. Like, I know. Shit. Uh, I'm trying to remember what that Michael Jackson song is. I think it was Beat It. Yeah, it was Beat It because dude played the stems and shit like that. He stripped all the stems down and you could hear all the little shit Michael Jackson had going on in the booth. You know what I'm saying? He was one, he had the one headphone and that's a no-no in the booth, but artists do it all the time because the sound plays out the other fucking speaker on the headset 
And Michael Jackson, you could hear the music playing out of his headphones and his chain hitting the microphone and shit like that. And he like, he going hard, but they never they never made him do those takes over. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of takes that got done over. I bet. But when they recorded them sessions and they started adding them layers of instruments and stuff like that, it was like it was a keeper. Like if you listen to the original song, you probably wouldn't even know where some of those elements are. Not at all. Yeah. But if you heard the stems, you're like, holy shit. Like, that shit sound like he did doing? it in the like he recorded that shit in the garage. Right. Like, he, <laughs> you know like they did, like they were doing closet recordings and shit. Yeah. Or in a bathroom or some shit. Yeah. Throw the blanket over the over the over the thing. Facts. Yeah. But uh that that's that's crazy now. Whoever that was, man, I wonder how they I asked you before in another episode. I wonder, I wonder how they came across that. You got to so, be involved. I think um, because I know he's a sound engineer. Okay. And uh I know that when Michael Jackson's uh when Michael Jackson's music went public, certain people was able to uh buy up some of the stems and stuff like that to do re-releases and remasters because i'm i know have you heard the uh the millennium remaster of thriller because kanye Kanye did a beat on there it was a i think Lil john got something on there it sound crazy as hell bro it don't sound bad it's just weird okay i haven't heard that i'm about to check it out the millennium you got to send me a link to that i just i i felt i'd stumbled on it listening to it uh i listened to thriller on spotify one day and I didn't realize that I clicked on like the the deluxe. Mm. So it played the entire album and then it went from that straight into the millennium version of it. And it was like a lot of, I think it had Pharrell on there. It's just oh, a lot wow. of a lot of modern producers and shit like that that was that had their own vision for some of those songs. All right. Uh, so this may date this episode, but have you seen? I'll just say it this way. Have you seen the recent situation with the guy running up on stage? Where Dave Chappelle is performing. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> I saw the backstage shit and all that. Then we then we I didn't see all that. But then we talked about this, like this was gonna open. We didn't we didn't discuss this on we a didn't podcast. Do it on yeah, we did off mic. Yeah. For those who are if you made it this far into the episode, welcome to Full Profits Podcast. My 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 host, my co-host, whatever you want to call him, is my brother 606. So uh, off the podcast, we we had this talk because it started with uh, a certain situation where someone got slapped, right? Yep. So off the podcast, before it started, we had this conversation. I said, man, Six, this is going to open the door for people to think that it is okay now to run up on stage. People will possibly run up on stage and think that it's okay to just start slapping comedians, whether they're offended or they're, they're drunk or inebriated, whatever the situation may be. And I said that, that that's one of the situations to look at this. And the other situations to look at it is we need to protect the comedians more so now than ever because they are the lifeline that allows for us to have funny moments. And free speech. And free speech. And, 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 and have a laugh about things that may hurt us and things that we may not like about each other and things like that. Right. But I don't know what this guy's problem was that night. Did, do you know what happened in that situation? Cause you said you saw all of it. All right. So I did some research on it, did some digging around. Uh, it would not take long just going on Twitter, just reading through some threads. And I read a bunch of articles, saw some videos. And then I went to start reading some more about who this guy was. This guy is a rapper. 
he did a song called Dave Chappelle. I didn't listen to the song. I probably could have dug deeper and actually just found his song and saw what his, his gripe was with Dave. But anyway, he uh, obviously has some sort of beef with Dave Chappelle and things that he said. And uh, he thought it was a good idea to show up to the show with what they said was a, a was a fake gun and a knife. He showed up. Maybe they maybe security was super lax. Maybe at comedy shows of that caliber, they felt like well nobody dumb enough to do what he did. But apparently, they they underestimated the the depth of people's vitriol for free speech or whatever. But do obviously had do had a uh, beef with something Dave said or whatever. I guess he decided to choose last night to be the night that he was going to run up on stage and 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 tackle Dave, and it didn't go as well. No, it didn't. And and they said that uh that uh, Buster Rhymes and a few other people was backstage whooping on dude's ass once they got him off the stage. And oh, both, his, both his hands was broken, they said, and I think his wrist was dislocated or something like that. I think his arm was broke too because I saw them putting him in the ambulance and his and arm was like, twisted back the other way. Yeah, I believe so too. Uh, and they said Dave was even participating in the beatdown. And now I see why Dave been hitting the gym. <laughs> Dave said, I've been waiting for a moment like this where you motherfuckers yeah. trying to test me, man. And uh, I just think it's interesting. It, it don't, I, I don't, I don't see it as anything too dynamic. I think it's a weird time we live in now because this ain't really something new in terms of like what comedians getting rushed on stage. There's a lot of videos in small clubs where different comedians who aren't as big as Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle get rushed and dudes throwing bar stools at comedians and all this other shit because of jokes but because now it's happening on a more uh visible level is is the conversation is being had as to like uh how 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 far is too far for certain people because i've never i've never heard a joke that offended me you know what i'm saying but that's just me i can't I, mean, I can't use myself as the measuring stick for what is or isn't acceptable language or or behavior when it comes to comedy because i just love comedy you know what i'm saying i just love i love i love the thought but at some point there there I, I, when it's jokes you may feel differently but if someone is saying something to you in a disrespectful tone face to face you may take it you may take it different absolutely but i think that when a person is holding a microphone and they're on stage and that's their job and that's their job then a lot of it's all bets are off dog they got a job to do just take the jokes on the chin and then have that conversation later you know what i'm saying if you're able to or yeah. i mean because think about it dude had to have paid to go see dave Chappelle. so yeah. if he paid to get in there to do all of that that was dumb as hell you know i, I that that's my only that's that's my only thing with it if you're at a show and a comedian is telling jokes and you're offended, you probably shouldn't be there because that's his job. And the thing about comedy is if it does offend you, that's even better. That's even better. If you're offended by it, that means that they're hitting home on something that may actually be, be the problem. So I there's think, a, there's a conversation that needs to be had there. I think a person that takes offense to, to those types of commentary have deeper lying issues that they don't want to hear about that they don't want to have addressed in a public forum because I don't think that comedy's intention is to be offensive. I think that uh, 
it can be. I think that there are comedians who are purposefully offending people because that's their stick. That's their thing. They go out and they just say mean shit or say some, some real dark shit just to kind of get a laugh at somebody else's expense, which I mean, it's never, it's nothing new. You had your Andrew Dice Clay's, you had your Sam Kennison's, you had all of these different uh, comedians who had kind of like said some dark things, but a lot of it has something to it. It was something attached to it. It wasn't like a malicious attack. And when people start taking things as though they're malicious attacks, that's where the problem begins. Because I, I, me going to to comedy shows, like when I would hear the jokes, whether it was a, a, a European comic or, or whoever, a Latino, I would just sit there and laugh. And if I didn't find it funny, I didn't find it funny. Like if, if, it, if it. it's not funny to me, it's not funny to me. But there are other people in here laughing. So it might, it resonates with somebody, but I never felt like, yo, that shit hurt me deeply, you know, to the point where I, I need to get up and, and go strike a comedian for doing for doing his job. Now, if I if I can tell or sense that you're being disrespectful and you're trying to use jokes to do it, then, OK, I may I may get a little uncomfortable and I may I, I'm not going to say nothing, but I, I may be uncomfortable about it. But for the most part, you're a comedian. That's your job. Your job is to tell jokes. That's what you get paid for. I think that I think that what's happening is, is uh, we're witnessing the full effect of political manipulation and social media in real time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're, and a lot of people don't believe a lot of people are too stubborn or too ignorant to believe that they're being manipulated, but they spend most of their time on social media. So they're in these echo chambers and they start to hear these thoughts and these, these ideas that kind of appeal to what they think and what they believe. Mm -hmm. So like, um, and that's like, uh, I use, I use uh, the, the American university system as an example. The American university system is like a factory for liberal thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like before you go to, before kids ever go to college, they don't have a lot of liberal ideas. They have like, they have uh, bipartisan ideas. They, they kind of like, they're conservative for whatever their parents raised them to be conservative about. They're liberal about things their parents raised them to be liberal about. But once they're under the influence of like these professors who push these agendas, who talk these, who have these talking points, and then they kind of like, they kind of grade you based on your agreeability in a lot of these ways, you start ending up with these types of these types of echo chambers that exist on social media, because now social media allow people who share similar uh, ideas to have conversations. And then mm -hmm. they start to block out and start canceling people who don't think like them, which to me is dangerous as shit, because you can't have a real constructive conversation that leads to some progress if you're canceling every fucking body. If just because they say some things you don't agree with or because you feel offended or your feelings get hurt. You know what I'm saying, and and, that, and like, that's the and that's the problem, right? Telling me that I'm canceled just because we don't agree on a certain topic or issue. I think that us as black people are like the us as black people, but primarily uh, black women are more subject to it than anything, man. I'm just seeing it in real time, bro. It's like everybody had these basic ideas of like what success looked like what uh choice looks like what uh you know what i'm saying all these different measures success of, and all that shit yeah so it's like we we measuring ourselves against these ideals that don't necessarily factor into our own reality no and we need to stay 
out of these chambers and out of these lanes that have nothing to do with us. The main thing for us is to make sure that the, the black family and community is straight. All yeah. that other shit that we get ourselves involved in or think that we should jump in. Has Those conversations have nothing to do with us. Has nothing to do with us because when we need the support of people, no one comes to, to our aid. Yeah. Uh, everybody want to be what they say. Everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga. Everybody love hip hop music until it's time to do some hip hop shit. So a lot of that stuff that we be hearing don't be having nothing, nothing to, do with, to us. do with us. And, and we be forcing ourselves into these people conversations. Because and, we want to be accepted. And, we want to say, oh, look at me. I'm no, part no, no, of this no, too. No. And that is not important. And it's not imperative for you to jump into somebody else's lane. You need right. to be worried about the, the stabilization and mobilization of your family and your, your culture. Especially. And, and every time we do that. Yes. Every time we do that. We break, we break off pieces of our own shit. And, and, we step and, off code. We're yeah. not on code no more. We step off code and then we leave, we leave the castle unguarded and we got to yep. stop doing that shit because it has nothing to do with us. I, uh, I was talking to a young lady about that and she, she disagreed at first. And I told her, just look how many times we jump into another lane that has nothing to do with us. And in the midst of that, watch, I said, you ever pay attention to how the family situation is divided and separated. The men go over this way. The women go over this way. The kids are all, all frazzled and, and flummoxed because they don't know what to do. Right. Uh, and it's imperative that no matter what goes on, we remain, we remain vigilant uh, and keep our, keep our households together. Cause that shit don't, we have enough to deal with our, already. Our, our, there's too much trash in our yard as it is. Our I basement like, is flooded, flooded, if I could say that as a metaphor. I like to kind of compare it to like how my job is. Like my job is primarily, it's, I'm gonna say, it's primarily about it's 75, 80% male. And the bulk of the women, the majority of the women work in the front office. They have office jobs and stuff like that. And the rest of the women who work side by side with men, they avoid overtime at all costs. There, there might be one or two in each department that, that don't have any problem. Or if they do have a problem with it, you don't hear about it. They'll sign up for some overtime. They'll get forced for some overtime, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, the guys are the ones carrying a heavy load. There's like one female mechanic on my team. There's only two female mechanics site-wide. Um, Say that one more time. Say that part one more time. There's one female mechanic on my team and there are two female mechanics site-wide. Uh, and the, 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 the second female mechanic just got the job. She just, I don't even think she's trained in the role yet, but she just got the job. So that would make two females that are mechanics and all they do is work on the machines. Like if the machine break down, that's what you call for a tech three, a tech three shows up with, with Allen wrenches and a toolbox and blah, blah, blah. And they come over there and fix, fix the machine. Usually, most of the time, 90% of the time, it's a dude that's doing it. But now they got two women who are tasked to do the job that men are tasked to do. However, however, what I've realized, what I've come to the realization of is that tech, because you're a mechanic and that those mechanics make up a small pool of, the, of a group of people that, that do that job, their overtime rate is higher than the rest of the staff because the rest of the staff outnumber the, the mechanics. So for every mechanic, there's like, there's five operators, one mechanic, five operators. Mm. So that means that their overtime is through the roof. But guess who, who always finds a reason to get out of doing overtime? Women. 
women. They, you know what I'm saying? They kids, they got to get their kids. They, uh, they sick. They got most of the, most of the people who use family medical leave act are the women. There are some men who use it. Absolutely. But the bulk of the people who actually use it in my field of work are the women. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying all this to say is like the, the, the basic idea of what we think uh, socially versus what reality is, is two different things. Like women like to, women have this idea of what, what reality should be. Like men have a different re- idea of what reality should be, but reality is reality. The same thing is being said when it comes to like what we, what we discuss socially with comedians and stuff like that. Like people have a basic idea of what a comedian's job is, but a comedian knows what a comedian's job is. You know what I'm saying? People going, people who get offended, all it takes is one person say, Hey, I don't like your joke. Your joke, joke hurts my feeling feelings you're an asshole for that and somebody say yeah my feelings were hurt too then you got another person yeah my feelings were hurt too but guess who's not really raising too much hell and complaining most of the men you see what i'm saying especially when it comes like hetero men uh, and this is not this is not about homosexuality or anything like that but it's just a basic premise about how the, the mindset, the liberal mindset that people have started taking on. I grew up in a, in a liberal household, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I don't consider myself a conservative or a liberal, but I do have, I'm open-minded to all of these different ideas now because I understand that a lot of what been holding us back for so long is, is latching onto these tenets and these different ideas as opposed to being open-minded and being able to look at the full scope of what our problems are. You see what I'm saying? Like uh, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been open-minded and flexible to 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 a lot of this stuff for a very long time. Black people are the most conservative Democrat party, part of the Democrat party. We are conservative to a fault, but we're we're we we latch like if we if we actually vote to our interests, we wouldn't be so gullible. You see what I'm saying? We weren't like if we actually just look at what it is. We like we don't. Dude, I, it's, it's it's slippery slope to say this shit, but like we we just it's a lot of shit we just don't go for. You see what I'm saying? As a community, that all of a sudden, lately in the last five to ten years, it's become more commonplace for us to be more accepting of. But the by and large uh, majority of us are not accepting of it, and and that's because of our conservative nature, where we come from as a culture. What what what, what would be one of the one or two of the things that we, we're so conservative about? We're conservative about uh, uh, family. You see what I'm saying? We're conservative about family and the family structure and uh, sexuality. Like uh, now, the, the 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 exception does not make the rule. So of course there are some of us who are absolutely open-minded and 100% totally liberal when it comes to some of these ideas. But like when it comes to like the family structure, you know what I'm saying? Even if the dad, in most cases, in most cases, if the dad is not in the household, the dad is usually involved. We have probably the largest rate of active fathers than almost anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's that's crazy considering that we went through a whole generation of being locked down. We went through a whole generation of being murdered and, and shit like that. And we're still back at it, like right back into the game. And the sexuality component is like, if you got a gay child, you got a gay child, but you're not, you're not sitting around here uh, trying to force everybody else to uh, accept your child. You t- you're teaching your child to be who they are. 
as opposed to trying to seek acceptance from everybody else. You see what I'm saying? Am I missing something? Because I'm trying to figure like, well, is there is there a problem with that or a lot of a lot of the uh, like media, a lot of media now, the narrative now is that black people hate their gay kids. That's not true. That's not true. I, I don't, but I we're don't conservative. believe that. We're conservative in that uh, we don't promote homosexuality. You see what I'm saying? That's something. It's a difference between being uh, supportive and being and promoting it. You see what I'm saying? It's a difference between like you like, were. You would rather we promote homosexuality. No, I'm saying that that's the liberal side. Promoting it is the liberal side. Okay. Support, support and, and promotion is two different things, and I think that that's where the, that's where we kind of like blur the line. Like you can be supportive of the of the military, but you anti-war. You see what I'm saying? Because you want your soldiers to come home. Yeah. I, if if there's no need for them to be out there, then you ripping. want them to come home. Yeah. Yeah. They should come. They should come home. They should be with right. their families. So that would be supportive of the military but anti-war because you know this war is bullshit. Our, our soldiers are overseas for nothing. That's the anti-war component. So like the idea, like our, our community, our community because we've raised, we're raised in, a, in most Christian facets of, well, I won't even say Christian, just most relig- religious. We're, 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 super, we're really religious. We're like, we're, we, we latch on to those, to those core tenets and we kind of like identify with those things so if anything that if anything doesn't necessarily correlate with what our beliefs are we kind of like push it away like no nah, that's not us that's not us that's not us but the thing that changed that is the lack that 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 period in time where fathers weren't around anymore and mothers were raising kids on their own and they didn't have time to kind of like pour into their kids because they was working the overtime and they were, the kids were raising themselves or the streets were raising the kids. You know what I'm saying? And you can still see that now today, but it's just a difference now because you have a lot more, you see more growth in our, our mindset when it comes to being uh, more discerning. But what happens is, is we have this idea that we can identify with the rest of the world because we share some liberal ideas as well as some conservative ideas and the rest of the world don't look at us that way no and and our situation is still 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 very different from everybody else's uh there are a lot we 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 still need a lot of help and there are a lot of things that we need to 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 get in order as well i think we're I think I can. I think I, i think we can say we're conservative we're conservative toward the whole cannabis industry too like I don't I don't trust the cannabis industry. I don't like the legalization of it, bro. The reason why I don't like the legalization of it is because uh, you have corporations that decide what strains make it in and out. You have yeah. corporations that decide, you know what I'm saying? It's just, but it's, it's, it's too- but to me, if I feel like the Democratic Party has been against that for so many years. They were the ones that were pushing against the legalization of uh, cannabis while the Republicans was like, dude, you know, it's a it's a plant. Like, get over it. I believe the reason why, though, is because the Democrat Party is the one that wants it. The Democrat Party is the uh, they're the they're the school principal. You see what I'm saying? Whereas the uh, the Republican Party are the they're the they're the school counselor. So the school counselors is going to the school counselor wants to know what 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 you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to make you as independent as you can possibly be. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that you don't, you don't be calling on me too much. So let's figure out what we can do to solve your problems. 
versus the Democrat party. Like, no, you need me. I need you to fall in line because if you don't fall in line then I look bad, you see what I'm saying? That's how the Democrats run. The Democrats been running that way for decades, bro. Yeah, but it's they almost... they've been to me. If I feel like they've been they've been kind of holding us back, holding back the progression yeah. of getting a yeah. lot of this shit it, done. Because it does them no good for us to progress. The Democrats are the are the the party of of making sure that you stay on the leash, keep you in line. Yeah, keep you in line. That's the school principle. You know and you know, dudes like us who free think and, and, and read and travel, and we don't mind having conversations with people that aren't who don't think like us. Like we we don't mind that. We don't mind listening to other people's ideas or ideals and, and getting a better understanding of that. That's important for us to be able to understand how other people operate. Yeah, it's help you. It help, it helps to be more discerning in the long term because you can kind of like you can identify, you can pick people for a team better if you understand how those thought processes work if you're if you're what uh, they bring to the table if you're a, a closed-minded person and everybody is like pretty much subject to your judgment in terms of like oh uh, well this person is a conservative so they obviously a piece of shit this person is a republican they obviously a piece of shit because their political views don't align with my own and that's, guess what that does that makes you a piece of shit you see what I'm saying? Whereas if you're open minded and you have a little bit more uh, discernment, you can kind of like look at people in, in the way that they think from a more pragmatic standpoint. You can be like, you know, I get why they think that way. The reason why this person thinks this way is because they haven't been exposed to the things I've been exposed to. Correct. And I put myself in positions to be exposed to some of the things that they are talking about. So now I can relate to them and I know how to have these conversations with them so we can kind of like generally I can I can I can appeal to certain things to kind of get them on board with what I need them to do. Yeah, because or we can make some money. We can make some money together, whatever exactly. the cost may be. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't. They they ain't got to come to my house. Like we don't have to. We don't have to be the best of friends. But as far as being able to get along, you know, like I feel I learned that uh, the most resourceful people, the most resourceful people, are are uh, more conservative than liberal people you think so yep most most conservative people kind of like always have a i gotta do what i gotta do i gotta get it on my own i don't like ask nobody for shit that's that's conservative people man you sure liberal people liberal people always be trying to a liberal motherfucker don't have no problem asking for a favor conservatives are the ones who usually try to keep everything to themselves bro exactly that's what i'm saying but a person who's all because a conservative is conserving they're building. They're actually pouring into them. They're pouring into what their circle is. Whereas liberals aren't necessarily so quick to pour into each other. A liberal is always looking for somebody to pour into them, but they're not necessarily looking to pour into nobody else because they don't have it to pour. You see what I'm saying? They're not as they're they don't they're not as likely to save money because they're they're the consumer base. Most of the, most of most com commercial consumption comes from people who don't have a conservative mindset. Like most most conservatives are conservatives are usually our biggest uh, part of the 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 market that that invests the investment market. The conservatives are, are the billionaires. Exactly, they're, they're, and most billionaires have their money tied up in investments. They're all about me. Like I want to keep this shit to myself. I don't want to help you guys out. The reason why, though, I, I learned this. This is what I learned. 
the reason why though is because if I can't teach you how to do it, if you're not, if you don't want to take the time to learn what I'm trying to teach you how to do, then what's the conversation about? Because if I'm giving you my resources and you're not an investment to me, then what are we doing? You see what I'm saying? Because if you think about it like this, the Democrats have been pouring into the hood and what measure for how long and what, have, what what's the outcome? Nothing. They've been dicking us around and, and tearing our shit up the whole time. Yeah. But what conservatives, you know, would take their billions of dollars and pour it into our communities either? Shit, it ain't enough conservatives in our community to, to even do that. But I'm just saying, what? Well, if see what I'm saying outside of the black, it's got to outside of the black, outside of the black community. What, it's what other ones? The it's ones got to be a worthy investment. It's got to be a worthy investment. They got to, the money got to come back. It's got to turn around. That's how this economy, our economy, is is driven on that. The money got to turn we around. We only have we only have what four or five that are black. Yeah. And, and so we have a there's a mansion on King Drive that was up for sale. And uh this woman bought it and her 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 purchase was tied up in litigation because the, the Democratic uh uh alderman or whatever didn't want to sign off on the on the purchase of it because the landmark status uh if she just sold it to a private investor. She would if it, she was willing, she was more or less because the, the alderman has no financial ties to it, but because she represents the community, she didn't want to she didn't want to offend the corporate investors by allowing the black woman who has the money to buy this mansion. To buy the mansion, so she tied it up and the woman had to keep paying the taxes on it because she purchased it, but to release it under its status as a landmark, the alderman wasn't going. You see what I'm saying? Uh, 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 um, she was going to turn it into like a, a museum. Mm-hmm. A conservative would have saw the value in it. I promise you. You can look at. I could. I could give you a few examples of that. You had to send that to me so I could. I could. I could uh, have some understanding of that for myself. All right. I'll give you an idea. I'm gonna see if I can look it up right quick. And I'm only saying that. Be, I'm only saying that because if. The way I've been looking at it, if we look at the conservatives, they don't really pour a lot of the money into anything that's not beneficial to them. You know what I mean? Like they don't. The school system, the school system is the way it is because they're like, look, that's that's all you get. I'm, I'm We're not putting our money into that because we don't get nothing out of it. The school system is the way it is because of tax dollars. Because of the, the tax dollars? Because of tax dollars. Uh, every public school is funded by by property taxes. Again, if you're if you're a conservative, then you're you're pouring it, you're building your community up. You're you're paying and you're paying, you know what I'm saying? You're keeping up the value of your community. You're keeping up the value of your shit. And your neighbors think like you and they're keeping up the value of their shit. And those those property taxes go into the school system. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't have education when it comes to how how to invest in real estate. So what happens is they end up buying up some property and they become slumlords because they just they can make just enough money to get by because a lot of their tenants are are low income or their, their tenants are older or their tenants uh, use uh, subsidies and stuff like that. Or yeah. their tenants don't necessarily have the, the money to live in those neighborhoods because what happens is, is inflation does not stop. We still yeah, have we, a, we're, we're witnessing that now now as we speak. Yep, Everything is crazy. 
So you have a you have it's just it's a it's a wild scenario because you have these you have these people that want more, but they don't know how to get to it because their their leaders are hoarding the information. You know what I'm saying? Everything's behind a paywall nowadays. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm, it's I'm not crazy how that it's crazy how that works though. Like the the the, the better the better off you would like to ha- get, the better you would like to make things for yourself the more you're going to run into some bullshit because there's a person or a group of people saying, well, we don't want you to see what's behind the curtain. The crazy part about it, bro, is the fact that you can be, you could be conservative or liberal and that's fine. But when you have political parties that manipulate your, your ideals to pull strings to their own benefit, that's where the problem comes in. And because we're conservative, but we're as black people, we're conservative, but we vote liberal. We're easy to manipulate. You see what I'm saying? Because we want, we want equality. We want, but they're like, we want equal outcomes, but we don't want to do the, the, we don't want to get the, we don't want to take the equal L's. You know what I'm saying? We've taken so many L's. We just don't want to take no more L's, but we don't want to step outside of the way we've been thinking and saying, you know what? Maybe I should try something different. You know what I'm saying? And we've been manipulated for that for the, for the longest. Well, some of us know to try something different because we already see the results of what we've been doing. Yeah. We just we just busting our head against the same damn wall for the last. I think that I think 30, we'll get years. there, but we like the way the game is played. Like majority of our uh, our success stories come from entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that and that, those are the ones that just we that we know of publicly. Um, I don't I don't know too many uh, astrophysicists. And uh, and biochemists oh. and molecular engineers, or you know, what I'm saying from our community, but we kind of like our school system. Again, we're talking public school. Public school is a form of public aid. You know, what I'm saying the CTA is a form of public aid. Anything that government that your tax dollars help pay for, that's public aid. The public is aiding in this. You see what I'm saying? So because. Our school system is funded the way it's funded, just like their school system is funded the way it's funded. A lot of like white people, they want to make sure they get the best programs for their kids in their communities. Their tax dollars go towards that. They want a new fucking school pool. So, so is got- that something that we need to focus more on as as a collective? It's making sure that our money is being spent in a proper in a proper way, though. We spend yeah. the most money. Our money lasts the least amount of time from from in, in our neighborhood. From pocket to bank. Yeah, yeah. It only and, bounces uh, around once. And the crazy thing about it, though, is like uh, we don't we don't lobby. We don't have a lobby because we identify as black or African-American. We don't have like most lobbies have something to stand on. You know what I'm saying? Like um, the uh, Anti-Defamation League. That's a that's an organization for that the Jews have. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you have uh, the, like the ACLU represents a, a vast gamut of people. You know what I'm saying? We don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with the Black Lives Matter shit like that because it's corporate. It has nothing to do with us. It's just a brand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, not, it's not run by us. It wasn't invented by us. That's, that's someone else's. Uh, it's a brand. Yeah. Somebody yeah. branded it, put a logo to it. You know what I'm saying? And because it, because it, it's, it's a poignant statement. We can't see through it as a people. We can't see through it for what it is. Cause if you say, I don't like Black Lives Matter, then you're saying you don't like the idea to to us who don't know any better we're hearing all we're hearing is my life doesn't matter 
we're not hearing that that organization doesn't make sense. See, and that's where again our ideals get clouded because we're not we're not opening up our eyes to all of these different things and kind of like moving forward in a more meaningful way. And, and as of late, you haven't heard anything from the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization or whatever it is. Like I haven't heard anything about what they're doing. Because um, it's never been about us. It's never been about us. It's been about capitalizing on the vitriol and the anger that we feel. I'm telling you, selling trauma, bro. It's uh, it's a uh, to me, it might even be like a a, a shell company to to funnel some some funds out of our community still, because we're liberal with our dollars. Do you ever watch uh, that show? Uh, what's the name of it? Damson Idris is in it. Uh, Snowfall. Yeah, that joins there. Do you watch that? I watched the first few seasons of it. This last season ended on a horrible note after uh, John Singleton died. I was just like, yeah, this is some bullshit. It's, it's, that's selling trauma too, right? Yeah, but so is Ozark. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think it's everything, there's nothing on television like shit. That ain't selling uh, trauma. All of this shit yeah, is All of trauma. it is, yeah. All yeah, of a it. Jerry Springer show. You know what I'm saying? Horrible. Rory Povich. Horrible. You know what I'm saying? Oprah what? is selling trauma. What was so interesting to was it just a drama of it all to see people being and it was that the thing people were just related to being embarrassed by their by other situations that it, it what what was it because I I never I never I didn't like Jerry Springer or Maury Povich I, I thought it was all trash it was um it was a spectacle that's all it, it was, was a, a it was a spectacle it was a circus like, and, um, and it was nothing good that ever came out of that shit. But the movie Running Man kind of predicted all of that, though. You know how like the Running Man was about a post-apocalyptic world where it's like life was a game show and they selected people and they had to fight for their life to make it to the end. And uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, he used to be the host of Family Feud. He played in it as the host of the show or whatever. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's character had to fight all of these different guys to kind of make it to the end. It's one of the things where like the spectacle is, uh, uh, what they say, uh, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? That's the basic idea. Like when you, when you, when you broke and you alone, you're less likely to trust. And because your trust is already broken, you're gonna look at anybody who, who does what you consider to be morally wrong. Again, that comes back to our conservative nature. We're looking at the conservative side of it, like what's morally wrong. This person is morally bankrupt. He cheats on his girlfriend. If he's cheating on his girlfriend, he ain't shit. If she's cheating on her man, she ain't shit. They deserve what they get. I want to see them fight. You see what I'm saying? That's the idea because people been through that type of, they can relate to that type of heartbreak or whatever the fuck. And also because we've been trained to prioritize happiness over everything. We prioritize our personal happiness over our personal success, our personal gains. And we don't realize that happiness is a, is a, is a serotonin release. You know what I'm saying? Happiness is just a part of the dopamine, dopamine uh, flowing through your, you know what I'm saying? Flowing through your system. So like happiness comes and goes, it, it, but because we get like a little bit of that, that boost, we get a little happiness seeing somebody get their ass whooped. We see a little, we get a little happiness seeing somebody get embarrassed. Uh, yeah, that's what his ass get. That's what her ass get. Cheating motherfucker. 
You know what I'm saying? We can we feel like it's a victory for us when we have nothing to do with it. Yeah, you have nothing to do with it, and it's not. There is no victory in that. There, there is no there is no victory in that, and I think like 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 you said, the hurt people hurt people. Like that's the biggest part of that. Like you're watching someone else go through this hurt and this pain and this trauma, and it's almost like you're saying the way that they reacted to it is the way that you would either react to it or the way you want it to possibly react by being always say, to those situations. When when Will Smith smacked Chris Rock, so many people were like, it couldn't be me. Man, I'll shit. beat the shit out of his ass. You don't like, know man, what you would have done in that situation. Man, look. Number one, you're a comedian. I, don't, I wouldn't have bothered him. Two, if it, if I knew it, it was something that he shouldn't have said, I, he would have been informed. I, I just I just disagree with that altogether. I don't even I don't even want to talk about it because I I think of it in a in a different form. I think it comes down to two people in that situation and one person is in control. So people always put place themselves hypothetically in those situations after the fact. Would have like, could have like, should have man. Yeah, always. What, what's it's the time? Always would have could have should have. How does the line, how does the line go? Call y'all the woulda kids. Never there when it happened, but always talking about what you would have did. That's a bunch of people I know. They always got something to say about shit like that. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. You wouldn't have done a, a goddamn thing. You wouldn't have done nothing. Look, what Will Smith... Always talking about what you're going to do, but we already know what you want to do. You won't do a goddamn thing. It ain't in you. It ain't in you. You you talk too much. And you, what they say? You talk too much and you never shut up. A lot right. of y'all don't... Y'all ain't, ain't going to do nothing. Someone asked me, would I have smacked Chris Rock? I said, the man's job is to tell jokes. Why are you going up there to throw hands with him anyway? And you can tell Will Smith didn't even mean it by the way that he leaned back. He ain't leaned into it. He leaned Man. back. You can tell that ever since he he been quiet ever since that he didn't want to do it, and it was it it shit. He knew that he knew when he sat his ass back down, he's gonna take the biggest L's of his life. Yeah, and that it is what it is. It just but is what it is. I yeah. think that like the way the general public. I'm telling you, we, we, it, people are being primed and programmed. Like these things are being like, these things are being, because it's happening in real time. I'm not saying that Will Smith and, and Jada Pinkett and Chris Rock are part of this big cabal and they're trying to find different ways to manipulate the niggas. And, and let's find ways to get these niggas on social media talking so they can be distracted. No, nah, it, it ain't that damn deep. But what's happening is, is it, it's generating traffic for these fucking social media sites and instead of you focusing on on on, on teaching your kids how to be financially stable you on mm -hmm. here having whole conversations about some shit that ain't your business mm -hmm. and and the only reason why you feel like it's your business is because it's in front of you but the only reason why this is in front of you is because we live in a fucking internet age and everything falls in line on the internet so that it, you can't have it both ways it's being placed in front of you yeah it's going do I mean, you know and, where your and, motherfucking and, kids are and it's a big story. Of course, it's a big deal. What they'd be fools not to fucking think about it to be the only fucking media outlet that doesn't report on it. You're gonna miss some clicks. Those clicks help out your revenue stream because you got fucking ad revenue that need to come in. So do you do you want to talk about Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith? Probably not. But guess what? It don't hurt you to talk about it because you're gonna get paid. But guess who ain't getting paid to talk about it? All these niggas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like we just we just exist in this crazy as uh this crazy as reality, bro. It's kind of like 
it's shaky. It is, man. I have no, I have no desire to continue to talk about it. I just think it's crazy the way it played out. You know, Will Smith can't, he can't win for losing. He can't lose for winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the crazy part about it is also for me, it's really telling how like, uh, like this shit goes down. Mike Tyson shit goes down. The Dave Chappelle shit goes down and people acting like niggas don't know how to act. But the whole time, they acting like Mel Gibson never happened. They acting like uh, Christian Bale never happened. You know what I'm saying? They act like we don't even talk. We don't talk about them because we don't give a fuck about them. They don't reflect on us. Mm-mm. The reason why, again, this goes back to our conservative side. The reason why it matters to us so much is because mm-hmm. our black, our image, our ethnic image is at stake. And these are our highest. Our, I want to say our highest, but our, our our most our most viewed people in our community. Whether or not they give a fuck about us don't even fucking matter because it's obvious that shit don't matter to us. All we care about is do they look like us? You see what I'm saying? So the conservative side of us won't won't let it go. You think we should be involved in that shit? Like when Mel Gibson does that and, and nope. uh, Epstein and Harvey Weinstein? I think, I think we should keep on conducting ourselves the way we conduct ourselves over here, over there. The same way we looked at that, like, Everybody got something to say. Like, man, so many people want like R. Kelly free. So many people wanted Bill Cosby free. Don't got a dog in neither one of them fights. But because these are high-profile Negroes, we're not looking at the overall full scope of it. Like, we make our bed, we gotta lay in it. If I fuck around and if I fuck around and rob a goddamn grocery store, if I rob a gas station, it ain't too many people gonna feel sorry for me. I'm not. I'm, if, just, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna square up with you, though. But if somebody, if somebody, if I do something that 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 by and large people can relate to, and it, it's in some form or fashion has some sort of a uh, uh, nostalgic impact on them, then of course they're gonna they're gonna be like, man, free will, free six, because he made a song that really touched my soul, and I know he didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? That's no. that's the that's the that's the talking point. That's the that's the liberal side of it. Um, I don't know, man. I think like I think what what we're experiencing now, personally, this is my point of view. You know what I'm saying? I think what we're experiencing right now is a uh, uh, a degradation of everything that we believe to be the American way is all like crumbling in front of our eyes because we know this shit wasn't sustainable in the first place. And what proved that was the internet. The internet exposed all the holes and the flaws and everything because everybody get to have these conversations. Not just had these conversations, but it it, it it gave people more of a feeling that they could do shit that they ain't supposed to do. Yep. Yep. And Mike Tyson said it. He said the internet, what do you say? The, the internet made us made you all so comfortable that you forgot that you could get slapped in your face. I forgot what the quote is, but he said it made you all so comfortable that you all don't think that you can get punched in the face. And that's the real that's the real life truth, man. I don't I don't th- I don't think people understand in everyday life if you really think about it, you probably encounter one or two people probably can hurt you and they they're, they're trying their best not to they're resisting i go back to what i said before bro everybody man men men wake up every day 
praying to God on a subconscious level that they don't have to kill nobody. And they go through their whole day hoping that it never happens. On the other thing, bro, we don't like we 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 want interaction away from like a murder or being killed. I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I, like I, Dave Chappelle went up there to tell jokes, my guy. You think dude, like dude probably had full intention to try to make a point and embarrass Dave Chappelle, right? Not just but, what, but but, but 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 even not just that, but just stab stab. You gonna stab Dave Chappelle? And ended up getting his shit broken. You see what I'm saying? It could have ended worse. He could have died that night. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he wanted to be a martyr. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to make a point. He wanted to stand for something that nobody even asked him to stand for. Anybody don't even know you, my guy. We ain't asked you to do no shit like Matter of fact, you ain't even a headliner here. We, we viewing the headliner. We all paid tickets to see this guy and you show your ass up and try to disrupt the show so you can become internet famous or whatever. It's crazy. That's craziness. It's craziness. Madness. I, but I don't. I don't think people get that. You're mm-hmm. one or two interactions away from getting punched in your punched in your face and, and getting your nose or your jaw broke, or getting hurt, or getting fatally beat to death. You know why though? Because we're we're operating outside of our nature. In a civilized society, we're operating outside of our nature. The only reason why we operate out of our nature is to keep the weak safe. And it's not to keep other people, like alphas don't operate the way we operate to keep other alphas safe. We want to keep the vulnerable safe. So we decided as we agreed as a society that what we're going to do is we're going to create these laws. We're going to create this structure, not for me, not for you, but for the women and the children. That's why women, you see them on the internet fighting all the fucking time. And don't nobody really die. Every It's probably once every blue moon you hear about somebody getting stabbed or some shit like that, getting dropped on their neck. But dudes, our shit can end. Our, most of the time, our conflicts end horribly because it's in our nature. There's We, we are just, we, we're wired this way, dude. We're animals. Human beings are fucking animals. And, and not... I can't I shouldn't say not all of us are wired that way, but some of us can't commit to that type of violence. Because, no, because a lot of us aren't. That's why I said the alphas. Some of us don't understand. Food chain. Yeah. So, but some of these guys out here, they don't even understand six. They, they think that they can say any and everything out here. With no repercussions. With no repercussions. Like nothing will happen to him. My guy, I will. Listen, like, dude, I will slap the fuck out of you. And then I was and then I will slam your head into the corner of this table and watch everything that's in it leak out and deal and, and, and deal with the consequences. But you don't realize the only reason why I'm not doing it is not for you. It's, it's because I got I got a daughter. I'm not I don't, I'm not trying to keep you safe. I'm just want to be around for her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would like to go home and hug the woman that I'm cool with. I would like to go home and hug my auntie. I would like to go home and hug my mother. And I value these things. We're not the only, we're not the only ones. I value these things more than smashing in your fucking face. It's not that I can't do it or that I won't do it. It's just that I realize that there are things more important in this life than hurting you. And because of that, I'm just going to walk away and let you have it. I'm going to let you think that you're a so-called, uh, was it alpha? 
gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have it, cause you you think that's the road that you're in. But I swear to God, if I fall into my shadow self, you won't make it out of here. The craziest thing about it though is like the loudest one in the room is the weakest one. You see what I'm saying? The one who does all the who got all the bravado, the one who wants to let everybody know he in charge or the, he not to be fucked with. Nah, he ain't in charge nah, of shit. You ain't in charge of nothing. You're scary. And, You're the scariest one in here, and when we know it, and we smell it. I know. There's also like a there's a there's a legion of guys who don't necessarily operate on their own accord. They kind of like they're very easily manipulated by women, and so like if a woman sent Will Smith, a perfect example. There's a whole legion of them that kind of like they they operate under the idea that they need to protect her at all costs, or she needs her needs protection, or she or her her feelings matter more than his own safety, and he'll put his safety at risk to make sure that her her uh her image is upheld. You see what I'm saying? He's the white knight. That's what they call the white knight. No, 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 no. No, my God. Like we live in a society that's it, it's upside down. We're, pro- we're the only society in the world that operates like this. I, the last few women, the real women that I have dated, um, the one I know for sure, she told me, I don't ever need you to uh, defend me. When I do, I'll let you know. That's and, a contradiction. And when she said that, I was like, that don't make no sense because you won't even know when you actually need to be defended, especially in the presence of men. But and then she, she said to me, if it's conversation, just let me have it. And I, I told her, even in conversation, baby, you have to understand something. Men say certain things not just for you to hear them and to hurt your feelings, but for the guy that's with them to understand and hear it too. So sometimes sometime he ain't just doing it for you. He doing it, he doing it for the attention of the other person too. A lot of the times from my own personal experience, and I can't speak for nobody else's, but my personal experience and things that I've seen and instances that I've been in, a lot of the verbal interactions always escalated because the female didn't know when to shut up. Bong bong, and I told her that 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 was the end. Their end result. Guys will a guy will shut it down. He be like, you know what? I'm not even gonna do this with you. And then she's like, you a pussy, you bitch ass nigga. That's why he walked the fuck away, hoe ass nigga. Blah blah blah. And a lot of dudes have a low threshold for that type of shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, because what happens is is like, um, and it's just something that that it's like almost every species, every mammal has this this reaction where things get loud and they automatically go into defense mode you know what i'm saying when situations get real aggressive and loud there's no amount of fucking civilization dude we only go to school for 12 years before college all all 12 years is just really training you to to be a worker to be a robot to to stand next to somebody else and perform a job Mm -hmm. and by the time you get turn 18 you either join the military or go to college or you go get a job you go to you go to you go to the military, all of that shit that you learned to, to play well with others and all of those shit, that switch get turned the fuck off. They teach you to be an aggressive killing machine. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? And then when you're done with that, they don't never turn that switch back on. Because they, they don't know how you, to. They send you right back 
out here into the world. So you're going to come across a man who may or may not have been to the military, may or may not have been to prison, may or may not have been in, in a hostile environment coming up and didn't have that switch manipulated when he was growing up because he didn't finish school. So what happens is this nigga is just aggressive because his whole life is about survival. And then you got this motherfucker yelling in his face, calling them whole ass bitch ass niggas. He might not be her ass, but he gonna be her boyfriend ass and maybe kill that nigga. <laughs> On everything, bro, bro. Listen, but that's what I was trying to trying to break down to. I was like, yo, when you, I told her, you don't understand the conversation that certain men are actually trying to have. He's looking, he's looking, he's trying, he, he has an invitation that he just doesn't want you to accept. Right. He wants me to accept. We have, and I told her, you have to let me acknowledge when that's happening so we can both get out of here. And I told yeah, her, I was like, you don't, you don't understand, like, Women him don't, talking, women don't naturally de-escalate. You, yeah. You, you, him talking to you like that ain't just for you. That's for some other shit. He's and trying he's, to let any other man know around there that he is go time. And a lot of dudes, it's go time immediately. Some dudes, go time has to build up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Depending on where they are in that scale of, of indoctrination. Because yeah. we're all indoctrinated. Yeah, like, you I'm, have to go to work. You got to go to work and you got to you got to put up with shit that you normally wouldn't put up with. I got to go to work and put up with shit I normally wouldn't put up with. But the thing that the thing that that buffers that is the fact that I get paid, you get paid. And we know that we got we have we have ends to meet. So we kind of like put shit off and like this ain't that big a deal. But that discernment is what makes you the more valuable man in that pack, because you're able to pick apart certain scenarios. Like You know what? I don't, I don't even I don't even know these people like that. Why are they why did they get why are they getting under my skin? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Why are they getting out of my element? And that's what I was trying to tell them is that like you have to understand when 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 that's happening, that it's best sometime to just let it go. Because if you feed into it, there is no other thing to be done for you to say, hey, he's over here being disrespectful. And then I get involved and I'm coming to your aid and your rescue, and I don't even know what happened. Exactly. So you got me over here ready to wild out with this dude because he's already up and he's aggressive and he's he's with all the shit and he ain't already beat me to the punch right because he already amped up and don't let some alcohol be in a, in a scenario. So he's looking for a situation where he can get his nut off, or he and- already he already turned up off something else and it's just having to be the tipping point. And that's another thing. Like a lot of people don't realize, like. And I'm always aware of this shit because I be in that in that mode sometimes. I don't went off on motherfucker strictly because I already had some shit on my plate. I told a motherfucker a week and a half ago, we was in our meeting at work, and he said, I need you to speak up because I can't hear you. And I said, I need you to clean the shit out your ears mm. in a room full of people. And I had to like check myself. I already said it, so it, it was out there. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? When the meeting was over, you know what I'm saying? I, I pulled him to the side. You know what I'm saying? As a man, I talk, gave him a man to man about it. I apologize for what I said. And then the next day I spoke to the team and I told I apologize to them because I know me. Cause shit can escalate fast if I don't check myself. Especially like if I don't, cause I usually have a routine. We all have to plug in and plug out. We have to kind of like set our routine so we can be in these different places and the scenarios. You don't go to work 
the same way you go to the bank. You don't get on the bus the same way you go to the beach. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The same mentality don't exist. So each one of those different places and scenarios, you got to be on your, on your, you know what I'm saying? I have to, I use a certain energy when I go into these different places. That exactly. You're it's specific. Yes. And the thing is, is you have to, and it takes practice. It takes learning your environment, learning the people. But you know women, I, women don't, women don't get that. Like they don't have to. They don't, they don't have to yeah. because we live in a society that's built around protecting them and children. The police don't protect us. They're no, not here for me and you. No, and 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 that's what I was trying to get, trying to get to her. Like the responsibility of what happens in those situations. I was like, this is why guys get killed because you're saying. You don't need my protection until you say, until you let me know. Well, there's a point where that guy don't give a fuck about you or me, and he's probably on some shit. Or get this: by the time she lets you know, she's not even aware that it's already overboard because it's she don't ha- she don't have the gauge. She's on, she's not socially wired to deal with that level of conflict. So to her, it's just a loud ass boisterous argument and this nigga ain't got the balls to touch me this nigga ain't shit but by the time you show up this nigga finally somebody showed up i could get this aggression out off on hell yeah and he been waiting for that moment and he because used he you as a conduit because he ain't he can't do it to her without repercussion yeah and at least with you is equal yeah or close to it yeah and that's was, usually how was, it goes bro, bro and that's, that's why dudes ain't just to... running around here beating up on women no, like man. people talk about people talk about domestic violence and blah 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 dude women beat up dudes too but you don't hear about it because dudes don't talk about it you know what i'm saying dudes don't fucking going around here like man my girl punched me in my mouth last night no because like, my girl punched me in my eye last night yeah, dudes that's... just dudes just you know what i'm saying they'll deal with it yeah or, or it's just like some sucker shit but for her what i was trying to just let her know like you got to even though me and her we're not together no more. Like, I was just trying to let her know those situations can easily turn into violence against the guy that you with. And you'll be sitting around looking at him, calling him a punk ass bitch because he, he took the L. But you already got another person riled up. Turned all the way up. Turned he was all ready for up. it. She, and, matter of fact, and, and your you didn't even have an opportunity to get turned up. No. Because it, when you show up, this nigga already Mike Tyson. He already on go mode. And you getting over there, you still at a red light. You trying to get to a, you trying to get to a yellow light, you, you know, know what I mean? And, and I was telling her that like you can't, you can't. I told her like, don't talk to men like that unless you know that you gonna do that shit. And or, if you ain't, if you ain't about to pop a motherfucker yourself, shut the fuck up, walk off. Dude, I'll tell you this, and I learned this: the, the easiest way a woman can diffuse anything is just be agreeable. Like you know what, you good. I'm all right. We straight and walk away. I've seen it happen. My bad. I fucked up and walk away. Let him talk his shit instead of like, no, you're not going to talk to me all any kind of way. I ain't no bitch. I ain't like, man, he using trigger words because he know it works on you. The same way women use trigger words because they know it work on us. And the fact that he says he ain't no bitch is that's the sign right there because he waiting for you to say you are a bitch. Ding, 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 ding. Now you done turned him up even now further. He, now, he, now he turned green and his Hulk smashed. Yes. And now you got to go, go come and get me. And she, when we left, she was like, I she was like, I thought you were gonna hit him at first. I was like, I was about to, and I realized, like, yo, I'm no, you're not about to nope. No, sir. Cause I hit him, lay him out, 
or his guys jump in, or they or they pull pistols. That's another thing. You got to have situational awareness when you show up as a man. Yes, sir. You don't know who with this dude. You don't know what they holding. No, none of that. All you know is you showed up to her rescue. You white knighting, and you don't even know what escalated. All you know is her side of the story. Yep. Because when she grabbed me, when she when she grabbed me and she said, "Um, dude over there is talking crazy to me," I was like, "What happened?" She was like, "It don't matter what happened." He over there. I was like, "No, no, 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 no." It does matter. No, it (laughs) always matters because if I go over there and he already on one hundred and thirty, it's different. And the biggest insult to all of that to me is the "it doesn't matter" shit. That is that. That's the shit that. That's the biggest insult to me. You're like, don't tell me it don't matter, but you want me to get involved? Because if it don't matter, why, I'm, why am I here? You know so, what I mean? So I went over there and just spoke to him. it didn't matter, why you ain't walk away? Listen, Six, I went over there and spoke to him. And I asked her, hey, my, my man, what, what, what actually happened? Uh, um, she said it was a situation that happened over here. Yeah, man, she come over here. And I was like, all right. So I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, let me get you a drink, man, because I'm like, you sound riled up. And I'm trying to get him to come down off, off that shit. So we started talking. He's like, man, you know what? It don't even matter, bro. You you good. You good, fam. I was like, I was just trying to figure out what happened. And we got we got somewhere with that. And she was like, how were you able to go over there? I was like, that because that's men shit. Like, I, I get that. I understand. And I was like, I understand where he come from. I get what that is. I'm like, that's a nigga that may be having a hard time. Man. And he that's made, another thing. You don't I'm know like, what he, that you, you don't, don't know, know what he's what, going through. Yeah, man, he might have just had a similar situation with his old lady. And this this new chick he don't have no ties to. Just walking by. Push the button. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could have just lost his job. He could have just got uh just had to pay all his child support. It could have been anything that that man was dealing with. And I told her, like, you got to understand something. Dudes that, that be doing that type of shit. It's a, it's, it's they on another level. It ain't never personal. No. I guarantee you, it ain't never personal. Most it's of these guys that run around here like, man, let me find a bitch to pick on. Right. Let me yeah. find a, a a a bitch with a nigga that I can slap the shit out of. It ain't right. motherfuckers ain't, ain't walking around right. here like that. And the motherfuckers that are, you kind of know what it is because it's a setup. It's a different type of setup to that shit. But um, I remember uh, I went out with my girl. This a couple years ago, we went out to a bar, and this dude was like. Uh, it was, it was, we was a group and she was hanging out with the chicks and me and some of the guys, we over at another, at a pool table, we shooting pool. And she came over to me and she told me this uh, white guy was, you know what I'm saying? I guess hollering at all hyper aggressive. She went outside and shit, kind of like break away with the other, from, went from him and them with the other chicks. And she told me to go holler at him. So uh, I said, I'm gonna, I said, give me a chance to observe the scenario. So just, you know what I'm saying? Give me a minute because I'm, I'm just, I'd be a fool to just take what she's saying and she's not necessarily measuring the scenario right. So I'm watching and she kind of got mad cause I'm watching instead of like just going over, hey man, what the fuck going on? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I ain't on that. So I'm stuck here watching and shit like that. And I told her, this nigga drunk as hell, yo. I said, I'll go talk to him. I said, but you don't know this motherfucker drunk as shit. I said, you, I said, you, you shot him down. I said, he put his hands on you? She's like, nah, but he won't He won't let up. I said, how many times you try to holler at you? She's like, three, and I told him I'm with you. So I went over to him. I said, bro, you're making my old lady uh, kind of uncomfortable. I'm going to need you to dial it back a little bit, man. You're doing too much. Oh, man, I didn't even know she was with you. I'm like, what she told me, she told you that she would meet. I said, so she lying? He's like, well, I probably just, I probably missed that part. I was like, well, 
I'm gonna just need you to dial it back, bro, because I don't want this shit to get real stupid. And it seemed like you already having a good time and you drunk, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna fuck up my night, her night, and your night on some bullshit. And motherfucker called a fucking Uber and left. You know what I mean? But the way I look at it is like, how do you? I don't know. I think like men and women communicate differently. We kind of view, uh, we kind of view escalation and de-escalation completely different. Like I said, we we are we're the protectors and shit. So we kind of like have to learn how to escalate and de-escalate situations according to what what's appropriate. Facts. Whereas women don't necessarily women aren't held responsible for those things. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 might they might get punished, but they don't get punished the same way we get punished. We fuck around, do years behind some shit. To life. Women end up getting fucking probation and shit in most cases. In and most and that's cases. the thing, like even even with the like like we were saying earlier, is is some guys that just think that they can run their mouth and it's okay, fam. I don't care if you're loud. I don't care if you're the most talkative person. You're gonna you're gonna reach a limit somewhere along the line. You're gonna some reach people, a limit. Some people act that way because they need that energy back for for them to feel validated. Validated. Well, I'm not about to I validate work with people you. like that. I, I work with some people like that, like that too. And I told him, and he was like, how come you know, he asked me one day when I just, I just shut down. I just stopped talking to him. He was like, you, you, you shut down. He's like, I, I figured you shut down, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you, uh, you don't have the capability or whatever it is to talk to him. I was like, it ain't that. I said, look, we at work. I'm not one of the most talkative people. I don't, I don't do spars and battles back and forth with words. I told him like, there ain't, no point, there ain't no point to it. There ain't no point in it for me. For me, I told him, like, I will slap your fucking nose off your face. Like, I don't care about all these battles and who you do this shit with and how, how you grew up. Like, dude, once I tell you what I tell you and you try to go back and forth with me, you got it. You got the win. Just take the win and go. Right. But when you motherfuckers keep on doing all this shit and you start picking, picking with me, man, listen. You got it. You got it because the shit that I'm the, the place I'm trying to go with it, you ain't you ain't even trying to go. And I know that for a fact. Cause if you did know, you would shut the fuck up. Easily. There wouldn't even be nothing to it. Just shut the nope, fuck up. No, because you would you would auto you would you would automatically know. And that's that and, and that's why I, I told him, I was like, yo, we, we just did we just different guys. We different guys. He's like, yeah, we come from, yeah. We we yeah, and he's just like, what do you mean? I was like, we just we just wired differently. We wired differently. Like I said, it's best for you. All that sparring jargon that you like holding on to and doing, go over there with that shit. Be over there with them guys doing that. Cause I, I, I don't do that. All the insults and shit like that. Stay over there with that, bro. Stay over there with that. Because I'll fuck around and forget where I am. And it takes nothing for me to hit you in the, you know, it, it, hey, real shit. And then look, the thing is, is like, you know, that somebody got to be in control of this. You know what I'm saying? Because the shit can escalate and go into a whole different thing. So the best, your your best bet for the best outcome is you have to control the scenario. And that's a lot of work, bro. But but that's they a lot really, of work. And they don't be a lot of them, it. a lot of them really think that they're in control. And it's like, look, look, for the benefit of staying healthy and staying free, mm-hmm. you got it. You got it, my guy. You got it. I'll I'll give you that look. It'll look that way. But in reality, is it's me just trying to go home because yeah, I hurt you. Cordial for 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 the betterment of 
my outcome. I'm not worried about you. Fuck you and your outcome. I'm just making sure that I don't have to fuck you up or some shit go wrong. And then now we're, we're both, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I will knock, I will knock your ass out, drag you down the street and piss on you, man. Like I will, you know, you know, you know, like I will, I will beat you so bad people can't recognize you. Like just chill out, chill out. Like don't, don't get embarrassed just because you want to be running out. You want to be out here running your mouth. Like dude, you believe me, I don't have any interest in being the biggest dog in the yard. You can have that job. That's all you. But what you're not gonna do is disrespect me. They you don't get have, it though. Can, they don't no. get it. Six. They want they you to submit. It. They want you to submit. And that's the that, that's the you, whole thing. And, and and one of the one of the one of the brothers, like I, I was having a conversation with with him. Um, shout out to Dakota because me and Dakota had this conversation after something that happened with me recently. And I was like, Dakota, I was like, a lot of these guys didn't grow up the way that we grew up. Like, I will I will hurt you. I will physically hurt you. Like I, I come from, I come from a different type of, like a background, man. Like I, I can do you wrong, man. And he was just like, I know. He's like, bro. He's like, you just have to walk away from these guys, man. He's like, cause they don't understand. They think that they think that it's okay to just continue to talk to people like that. And I was like, yeah, well, they got they fucking with the wrong one. Yeah, they don't. What it is, they don't. They don't have a uh, an incentive to care. And there's no, and when you live in a world with no consequences, and we, we've, I'm telling you, we live in a fairly civilized society where the, the biggest consequences are like jail time and death. And those are like so, those are like so far off for a lot of people. And some, some of them like right next door for some people. Like some people been in and out of the joint. You know what I'm saying? So to them, going back is nothing. Some people yeah. don't, some people have a death wish because they just, they live in a life that they not necessarily, they don't have shit to lose. But there's, then you got us who got something to work for. We actually building towards something. So we got so much to lose that we got to measure shit. We got to fucking, everything is calculated. And I have to, and, and, and that's crazy. The fact that I have to measure my interaction with people yeah. and level it off. Like, all right, that's it. That's it. Let me go back. Yes, let me, let insane, me fall back. Bro. That's me. That's me, me every fucking back. day, bro. I had to like, I have to like step outside of like the way I think sometimes. Cause I know like, and I think I posted, I said, my job about to see street me. <laughs> I said, my job is about to meet street me. I said, uh, I said the level of ignorance is about to be radioactive. They're gonna get radio radiation poisoning fucking with me. And I had to like really step outside of that. Like, you know what? Let me calm the fuck down. Because I know how I am, bro. I'm like, I be real chill. I be real chill. And it ain't because I'm a laid back ass dude per se, but I just had to master my own. I had to, I had to be a master of who I am. I'm not easily manipulated, but sometimes people be poking the bear, dog. Maybe poking and they don't, the bear. They don't. They don't understand. They. They. But. But you know what I realized? The some of the ones doing it, they cowards in real life. Like they can't. They don't. They. They can't. They don't know how to protect themselves. No, they just all talk. They just barking, barking loud as shit. Just chihuahuas. You open the gate and let them in. They won't. They. They ain't gonna do nothing. And they think that what you care about is equal to what they care about. They don't realize that they, they ain't even on the same level. And they don't, they don't even exist in the same fucking, in the same galaxy. Man, man I, will, I will choke the life out of you. Like, dude, I will pick up the heaviest thing that I can lift and swing and crack your fucking head open. 
Like I'm not even I'm not even gonna play with you. I'm not. I will fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like dude, I will fuck you up. Like, I could. Like, you don't even realize I could stab you in the eye with the ink pen I'm holding right now, my guy. You talking shit right now? You looking at me like I'm like I'm like I'm a bitch because I I I chose to smile today. I chose my happiness over your bullshit. But you're the one having an emotional reaction right now. Fuck you and your family. Man. Matter of fact, I'll I'll make sure your family puts you in a box and drop you in the dirt. Fucking with me, Some and they won't even get, get to it. say goodbye. Hopefully, they said goodbye to you and told you they love you before you brought your ass to work, yeah. my guy. Man, look, I, me and Dakota had this conversation. Me and my cousin Ryan had this conversation. My cousin Ryan said, "Cuz, just let them live. Just let them live, cuz. Like they have no idea." And it, and I told him like it's hard That's for me sometimes. I said it's real. hard for me sometimes because I'm. He, I told him like the the shadow part of me is is just there, and it's always asking for an out, and it's like I have to to keep this motherfucker from fucking up everything that I done put together and all the shit that I'm trying to do in the future. Like I gotta I gotta let people just have what they think is a win. That's why it's important for us. And the biggest and then let me say bro. this. Let me see this. The the biggest win. It's me getting out, out the fucking way. So you go home and I go home. And no one, like my auntie says, no one can j- bail you out of jail no more, baby. Bro, that's why it's important for us to have these conversations, bro. Because like a lot of the times, like the, these types of talks, like, because a lot of times where we come from, motherfuckers either click together and they form these little factions and those are the people they identify with. But then you got those of us who don't necessarily exist in that bubble we be thinking we just the only ones going through it. We don't realize that this is a daily affair. Again, it go back to what I said, man. Motherfucking man, we wake up every day praying to God we ain't got to kill somebody. Man, you know what I'm saying? Hope, hopefully, the no scenario plays out where I got to put my hands on somebody because because they threatened by my existence or and, they, they or they they bothered by something else, and I just so happen to cross their path. One of the, one of the guys that I got cool with over the last five years. He was like, bro, I just thought you was just this really, really good person, really kind-hearted person, man. I was like, I am. He's like, yeah, but I get it now. After hanging out with you, like, I get it. He was like, like, he was like, people really don't, he's like, they don't know. I was like, they're not supposed to know. I said, and that's the problem. The fact that I'm not trying to show that shit to you, but there are people out here who are actually pushing the agenda to to see it and it's not really what they want because they can't handle it why is it why is it so important for people to continue to talk and talk and talk and push and push and push like do you do you know where this is going what it is man is they're not nobody's ever checked them before and a lot of times when you like to be checked by somebody is it's off-putting and they be feeling like, well, I'm being challenged. So because I'm being challenged, this is the way I was, this is the way I was trying to deal with challenges. I can't be wrong. It's a debate. No, it's not a debate. It's God. not a debate. There is no debate about this. Matter of fact, I'm not even interested in the di- disagreement we have right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you got it. Just, like, you can have it. You, you win. got it. You got it. Fam, you got it. You, you got it. You got the win. Like, I just want, I just, at this point, I just want to go home. Fact. The sooner I can get home, the better off you will, you will be. And one of the one of the young young brothers, after the last four or five years, he he been around me. He was like, dude, I, 
He's like, from hanging around you and being around some of your guys, man, like, like do mother, do, do they know? I'm saying, no, nah, they don't know. Some of these people just don't know, but you're not supposed to know because I'm not trying to invite that. The whole point of me hanging out with y'all is to just hang out and have a good time. I come with no ill will, no baggage, no, no baggage, no negativity for nobody. But when you start inviting that shit, you stir up the wrong type of the wrong type of energy, and I have to suppress that shit. I gotta get out of here. Hey, bro, we need to pause for me. I gotta piss. Ladies and gentlemen, we shall pause this. <laughs> An- another shout out to to the big bro Ken because. He, he was like, yo, uh, we, we're older now, and a lot of that shit ain't really worth it. And he's like, sometimes it's just best to move out of people's way and stay out their way. Safety because he said, you, 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 you more so than anybody run the risk of not just showing how much force and, and pain you can bring, but in the end, it'll be you losing, losing the, the, the most out of it all because you know what type of person you are. And I asked him, I was like, but where we come from, you know, there's a line of disrespect that you can pass. Right. And he was like, absolutely. He said, but sometimes, he said, sometimes little bro, man, you just gotta, he said, a lot of this shit ain't worth it, especially if it's, if it's somebody that you know that ain't, you know, you gonna, you gonna end up hurting them and, and it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be nothing else behind it. He was like, what would you gain by beating the fuck out of one of these guys and you know they ain't they ain't worth it. And I was like, I won't gain nothing. I'm just like, just, he was like, just let it go. So I let it go. He says, man, stay out. He's like, stay out these people way. Stay out the way because they gonna push the limit because they don't, they don't, they ain't, ain't nobody ever slapped them in their face to, to get them their they realization. And you're gonna be the one to do it. And what's the chance of you hitting the motherfucker? He hit the ground and died. Or he end up in a coma. Dude, it was a video somebody posted. These guys were uh it looked like they were in Puerto Rico or something like that, one of them uh island countries. And a guy was uh the two guys who had boxing gloves on, it was just boxing in the street. And one of them got hit just right and he fell back, had a seizure, and died. So it can happen. It, it can happen. happen. It's very easy. And he reminded me, he's like, You have the strength and the know. The, the knowledge to hurt somebody yeah. worse than anybody else. So why would you jeopardize with everything that you got going on just to show somebody else that you can do that and they're not even worth it? And they're just and they're stupid. He said they're stupid and you're dropping down to that level of ignorance just to just to prove a point to them. Right. And then my cousin Ryan said, he said, cuz you also got to think about it like this. What if they're trying to drop you down to the level of ignorance because they're more than prepared for that? You swing on them, they pull out something, and that's the end of it. And then for some people, it's just the bragging right that they brought you down to their level. Yeah. Well, they didn't already got that. They didn't already got that. They won that battle. But I guarantee you, the motherfucker ain't... I bet you them hands ain't... ain't I bet you them hands don't work like mine. It's... Uh... It's crazy how like uh, a lot of this kind of like is just really reinforces like the statement I made earlier about how 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 fragile our uh, role is in society, man. It's like we kind of like uh, like we 
we this close to like going back into you know saying our primal state i don't care how civilized society is though we we're just a, a, a finger snap away from just going right back into you know what i'm saying darker times and the only thing that keeps us in line is laws it ain't it ain't morality we like to believe it's morality it ain't morality at all but it's it's all about the the consequences the the consequences are such where it's, it's a it's a motivator you like, you know what you're not worth me catching that case like i'll catch a case but not for you Mm-mm. you know what i'm saying you a like, chump if, like if i if i'm gonna have to catch the case it's got to be something it got to be worth way more than you it got to be somebody coming through this door right now and they know they ain't supposed to be here and that's where the line is now, now you now you have totally crossed the line and i don't ha- i don't have to choose right You've given because, you you given me the green light just by showing up to my just by showing up unannounced. Yep. Someone doing something to the family or or, or that's make, why America has such a strong gun culture. Yeah. It that's has exactly to be something. Have- yeah. It has to be something on that level. And I'll I'll say this salute to salute to my cousin, salute to Big Bro Ken, salute to Ryan, salute to the quarter. Because they t- they talk me down, bro. And Six, you know me, man. I, I'm a, I, I'm one of the good guys. I'm one of the good guys. I really I like, am. I like to believe I am too. You know what I mean? I'm one of the good guys, man. You are. <laughs> we, 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 we come. We, uh, he punched that bitch in. We one of the good guys, but it's a, it's a certain level. It's a certain line that you just can't cross. And I, right. I know a bunch of guys. Dakota got that line. Ken got the line. You got the line. My homie Poncho, like a lot of these guys, Hill, all these guys I know that I'm around, they got that line. And I'm realizing that some of these dudes don't have it because they weren't taught it. They validate themselves through, through, through thinking that they can just have this, have all this crazy ass jargon and speech and just, just run off with a debate. Dude, I don't give a fuck about no goddamn debate. I don't care about none of that. Once you start being disrespectful and using, man, listen, you got it, my man. And there's certain things that kind of like, because everybody got different thresholds and uh, we all reached that certain point where all bets are off, right? But our reaction is always unique to us. So for you, when all bets are off, they might not be prepared for what you have to deliver when all bets are off. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? That's why we have, it's, that's why I'm like, it's, it's crazy that people aren't respectful of that. You know what I'm saying? People aren't respectful of the idea that uh, it, th- this might be, mean more to him than just a fight or there, it might, might mean more to him than just an argument. Yeah. You know There's an empathy, a level of empathy. But again, if the end of if these individuals don't have if they don't come from that then how would they know exactly but again it comes with empathy yo let me chill out before i cross the line instead of you picking over the line and going yo oh you shutting down because you know i'm right yada 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 no i'm shutting down because i just want to go home i just want to get home i'll hurt you this would be a lethal situation it'll turn into something else I got. I had this conversation with one of the guys I worked with uh, back when the uh, Chris Rock thing happened, and you know, white people kind of have this this idea about things, but they're never really clear on it. 
So he had made mention about it and he was saying how it's a pussy move and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I said, I can't, I can't, I can't argue against that. I said, but um, I said, you remember when uh, you got into it with your, uh, your wife's grandmother and because you couldn't do what you wanted to do, you punched the fucking doorstop and broke your hand. He was like, yeah. I said, that was that. And he was like, how was that that? I said, because whoever Will is really mad at didn't catch that. I said, Chris Rock was the doorstop. I ding, said, ding, 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 ding. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you hit you hit the doorstop because, because you, couldn't you couldn't hit, hit grandma. <laughs> I said, and, and then guess what? I said, as, as a result, you broke your hand. He fucked up his career. I said, how, I said, how is that any different? He said, well, because nobody got hurt. I said, yeah, somebody did get hurt. You got hurt. You, you got hurt. Hand. But here's the other realization that he don't understand. The fact that you put your hand through the door. The anger and frustration that you have built up that you wanted to hit something that bad. That you was willing to injure yourself. damage or injure yourself or both at the same time. I said, a little, a little old lady got you that mad. But see, also, I don't know what she said. I just know what he said she said, which I, 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 I don't care either way. But that goes back to like them not having the, they don't, they don't have to know where the line is with us. They can say almost anything. Women don't have a de-escalation mode. You know what I'm saying? When shit turn up, it turn up. They call and you I, a dumb, you worthless son of a bitch, you piece of shit. Yeah, My grandmother should have never married you. Yeah, All this old crazy shit. Anything that kind of hurt his feelings. And there's no telling how many times she probably said it. And I said, this might have been the shit that kind of like broke the straw that broke the camel's back. Absolutely. I said, and you sent your hand through the door, stop and broke your fucking hand. I said, Chris Rock just so happened to been in, you know what I'm saying? He was in the middle. He was the wrong place, wrong time, saying the wrong shit. And that, does it justify it? Nope. Because the same way you punched that, that door, stop. That was a justification for you to break your hand. I said, but you felt you felt like you needed to release that energy. And you did what you had to do. I said, maybe if you had a fucking uh, a heavy bag in the garage, you could have went out there and hit that. And now that's the other thing uh, uh, me and my cousin were talking about, because I said uh, the guy that I was doing my workout, the workouts with, um, he's a Navy, he's a Navy SEAL. And I, I, I got to know him through doing the workouts that we were doing um, not too long ago. And he said, you know, do you work out just to stay in shape? I was like, no. And I didn't, I didn't tell him. So he was like, he's like, well, I don't work out just to stay in shape either. I, I said, okay, cool. He said, do you work out, you know, to, to, to keep your cardio up and everything? I was like, no. He said, like, so tell me, man, what is it? He said, like, because I want to be, I want you to be a part of, I want to do these, some of these routines with you and everything. He said, I never saw nobody uh, stay on the, uh, the heavy bag and hit the heavy bag uh, for, for 15, 20 minutes straight like that nonstop. I said, yeah, that's mm-hmm. nothing. I, I was like, I can turn it up. I can turn it up. So we, we, we having this conversation and I was like, man, I just tell you like this, look, I come in the gym and work out some, t- uh, I come into the gym to work out, not just a blow off steam, and to work out and get in shape. But I think some of these people in here are coming to the gym the same re- reason I am, because they don't want to kill nobody. Right. And he was like, yeah. He's like, yep. He said, man, he said, me and you gonna get along just fine. 
He's like, it's because... like going to the gun range. It's like going to the gun range. You don't go to the gun range with the express intent to murder somebody. You go to the gun range to get better at it. You blow off steam. And just in case shit ever escalates, you prepare. Super prepared. Super prepared. And, you know and me and him was having a call. I'm not going to go into that conversation any further than, than what I just said. But me and this man have a very hardcore understanding of, of how we think and how we work. We come from different backgrounds, but similar backgrounds. Um, but there are some things that in his past and in the present and the things that he like, he says, man, I have a line. He said, and you can't, he said, I can't allow people to cross that line. He said, and when they do cross it, I, I just go, you got it. And I walk off. He said, because be, he said, because of my training, I can do you more damage than anybody else in the world can. Right. And I told yeah, that, him, I told him, my man, awareness. Yep. I told him, my man, we, I, was, I said, you, you know what you write. I say the next time we leave here, the next uh, smoothie or, or Jamba juice or whatever it is that we have is on me. It's on me. That's self-awareness. That's something a lot of us need to kind of like start learning. Self-awareness and accountability is, is, is going to be the key to us actually advancing as a people. Yeah. I, and, and I think it's, it's in, a, in a lot of us because we we're not in a lot of us in certain groups of us that come from these neighborhoods that w- we need to have situational awareness and realize that. It ain't the point of proving. That we are men and macho and that we don't mind standing up for our, our self-respect, but the point is to just be able to just walk away sometime. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? I think that once we start, once we start setting those examples, then our the youth won't look at the uh, the status quo as being the only option, because the status quo tells you that you got to be, you know, what I'm saying you got to be on guard at all times. You can't you can't be nobody's bitch and blah blah blah. There's those are just the surface level. You know what I'm saying? Those that's the first bullet point. You don't break down. They don't break down and drill down deeper to find out how those bullet points work. Okay, of course you're not anybody's bitch. That goes without saying. You know what I'm saying? You ain't no hoe. You ain't nobody. You ain't no, you shouldn't nobody talk to you in any old kind of way. Okay, but let's drill down as to why these things matter. And, and let's talk about de-escalation. Let's figure out the proper way to res- respond to these things so that you can assure your advancement and survival out here. Because we're not, I don't, I don't see shit getting sweeter out here for nobody. No. Like we like we like to believe that because we're advanced technologically that we're about to go Ooh. into some fucking some fucking uh, utopia. No, nah, it's about to become dystopian out here, and shit's about to get real savage. So real problems are about to occur for people, yes, and sir. it's gonna be bigger than words. It's yes, gonna be sir. bigger than the way you feel. Your feelings ain't gonna matter so much anymore. Not that they matter much anyway to anybody else anyway, because we don't need to care about each other's feelings in that way we should respect the way people feel regardless of whether or not we agree with them because we're all entitled to those feelings however i don't have to deal with your feelings but what i can do is walk away what i can do is concede the point you know what i'm saying i don't have to be right i can say you know what you got this one right or wrong you got this one Uh You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't see this. I don't see this going any other way if I don't. 
if I don't go ahead and just turn the switch off and say, no, this conversation is dead or this situation is because is okay. of because a part of me that's t- talking to me is saying, yo, I got it from here. Just let me let them yeah. keep talking. Yeah, and, because and, that part of your brain is telling you, you know what? You know, this is going nowhere, right? Yeah. You know, you know, this is going nowhere. The yep. only the only place it's going is to me, and if it comes to me, nobody's coming out of this motherfucker alive. <laughs> For real, bro. Oh man, it don't it don't it don't it let no. It tells me let me let me deal with it the first way, and then the second way. If it gets to that point, we'll we'll engage like that, but. It lets me know, like, yo, you know, I can lay him out and anybody else with him out. So if, if you feel the need, if you if you just feel the need to just let go of the wheel and let me shadow drive, I, I'll take the car from here. Yep. Because honestly, none of this shit at the in the grand scheme of things, the shit that really matters is outcomes. No, and man, man, but six, you know. Some of these guys ain't never been in a fight in a, a day in their life, and they be pushing buttons that they don't even realize could get them killed around other people. Do you he, think that if they had proper male role models, they would they would conduct themselves that way? Some of them probably did have uh, male male role models. Some of them got fathers, bro. But I, I've never been in the presence of anybody that had proper male role models who act like bitches. I know a lot of dudes who act like bitches, but they never. Yeah, I know I, I know some dudes that, that that got male role models that were raised by their fathers and, and act like and and they, you look at you listening to them, you going, yo, you gonna keep going. Cause I think like and it's, it's just because my interactions and dealing with these people that I deal with that I noticed that like a lot of them don't know code of conduct, none of that shit. They just all escalation, just all talk, just yeah, 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 like just yeah, 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 yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like where I come from is like my pops always tell me, like, man, don't be arguing with these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no but you know what? So and, and so here's the thing, here's a here's a part that I, I, I totally forgot. That was a thing growing up. Like after I had I done already slapped the shit out of people or whatever it was, and I done got in trouble for it or whatever. All right. You realize you get to the point where you're not supposed to do it anymore. So it, here I am in my 40s and people are talking crazy to me and and I, I'm I'm totally removed from the situation. I'm not used to hearing hearing about this type of stuff no more. And then it happens and it's like, yo, wait, what? What what are we doing now? Like, are we Question really? Though. Question though, because you said uh, we're not supposed to do it anymore. When 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 were we supposed to do it ever? We we are not, but I just think it's just all it's all traumatical. It's all trauma that's just been passed down over and over again. Look at everything around us. You you a bitch, whole punk, pussy, all this, and everything is the response is all negative. That's what I'm saying though. Like, because what I'm asking is like this though, because <clears throat> it all everything rise and fall on leadership, right? Uh you like we everything that we learn about who we are is literally what we learn. We don't just wake up one day and, and we just absolutely understand, have the full scope and understand of, of what we know because we just, you know what I'm saying, by by fucking fucking mitosis or some shit like that. We kind of like we kind of have to absorb some of this information. We have to take this information and take the answers to the questions that we have and blah, blah, blah. 
uh, some people never knew what questions to ask. Some people never asked questions because they were told, stop asking so many fucking questions. Some people were uh, told to stay in the child's place. Uh, don't ask no questions. Uh, there's grown folks business and blah, blah, blah. So by the time they get out here in the world and it's time for them to actually perform, they're not mature. They're not, they're underperforming because they're not equipped to deal with these types of scenarios and situations. So what they started doing is they started identifying with other people who seem to have a better idea about things. Now, whether or not that person is really that much more uh, versed in whatever it is that they need, need them to be versed in ain't necessarily the case. Uh, but because this person doesn't know that this person doesn't have all the information, but they have more information than they have, they'll follow them. You see what I'm saying? That's where you get a lot of this shit from, man. It's like a lot of guys, they pick up this attitude and 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 and, and this this uh, air of arrogance or whatever because they they surrounded themselves in the echo chamber of motherfuckers who think they know, as opposed to like just furthering their 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 uh, their maturity and their education so they can be more equipped to deal with these types of confrontational situations because confrontation gonna happen. It's just it's it's the nature of who we are. We're, we're, we're a physical species, we, we interact. Sometimes shit is good, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I argue with my girl, sometimes I don't. Sometimes me and my kids get along, sometimes we don't. The thing is, is again, everything rises and falls on leadership. I have to take on the responsibility of how I act because I realize that everybody vibes off of me. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And people vibe, and, and people vibe off me and it's like, yo, I can't, I can't have that. I can't have this happening. And that's where the that's where I think the disconnect comes in because a lot of people aren't aware of that because they're never been they've never been in a situation where they're the soul they're the source of the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Or they're responsible for the vibe. A lot of times they've always been the one that's kind of like following the vibe. So all of a sudden they're the 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 lead, and all they're doing is their best interpretation of what that vibe should be. So now they're pissing people off, or people are pissing them off, and their reaction is totally emotional. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a constructive uh, outlets to, 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 to deal with uh, conflict. You know, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll just listen. I'm, a, I'm an active listener anyway. I'm a really good active listener. So I'm listening to what they're saying, how they're saying. And I'm listening to, I try to dismiss the tone because a lot of times people speak from emotion and that yeah. emotional, it'll drown out the message. So I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm listening to where it's coming from. And then I'll, I'll, I'll form my response if there's one needed based on the, on the, the outcome. Yeah. I got, a, I got a homie that's just real passionate when he talks. you know what I mean? I'm by, but like, he just get real wrapped up in what he's saying. And uh, I think I told you, it's like this one guy came up to me at work and he called himself delivering a message for a whole group of motherfuckers. And he came to me and he was like, well, everybody want to know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, slow down before you get started. I need to know who is everybody. Like, well, everybody that uh, don't want to, don't have the balls to come up and talk to you about it. Like, well, how about this? Don't ever put yourself in a position to be the messenger for some shit that you may not be prepared to receive the answer for. Because how I respond to this is totally contingent on the way you're delivering this message right now. Now I said, now the message might not even the message might be might be innocent. But because you feel like it's super important for you to be the messenger, you might be delivering it wrong. 
and how I respond to it is going to piss you off. I'm going to be pissed off. And no, and everybody who sent you over here to piss us both off ain't going to be ain't going to be feeling none of this shit. And the way that you may say it may not actually apply to him. Exactly. Because it may it may have been to the person that sent you over here. And now you got to take the bullet. It's like, yeah, my reaction, like the fuck. You know what I'm saying? I might be on that kind of shit. Because if it, if it was delivered to that person and he was standing on the side, he may hear that whole message differently and may That's actually it. agree with you. And I get it. That, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times when you we live in a we live in a, a democracy, we live in a country where presidents and mayors and, and aldermen and all of these people are figureheads. They speak for the, the for the conglomerate. They speak for the group. Right. Because you can't, we can't all stand up at the mic and voice our concerns. The Congress can't all make a decision and speak at the microphone all together. So they have a speaker at a house and all of this old shit. So one person speaks on behalf of the group. But let's make sure that the fucking message is clear before you come delivering shit. Because if I don't like the way you're delivering the message, I might shut this shit down. You know what I mean? So let's be clear on this. I'm all dude, and it, the, he it threw him off when I when I kind of like cut him off before he started, but it made him rethink the way he was about to approach me with whatever message he was about to deliver. You know what I'm saying? Because from that point forward, he knew that I wasn't I wasn't with the bullshit. Whatever the bullshit was, I wasn't I wasn't with it. You know what I'm saying? And from from that day forward, I decided. We're going to hold meetings as a team. We're going to do it once a month and I'm going to let everybody air their grievances out. And then I'll address what I'll address the top five grievances as they pertain to the conversation. And uh, the, it it, it nipped that shit in the bud, but it put me in a position where I'm having conversations. I don't even want to fucking have, but as a leader, you had to clear, you had to clear clear the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's I think it's imperative not only that the air is clear, but some people learn how to just take certain information, hear it, break it down, and and not take that shit, not take that shit uh, personal. Let me say this, man: it don't take much to to be violent. It doesn't. Violence is the easy route. That's the easiest shit in the world. I swear to God. That's what we don't, that's what like in a civilized society, we don't realize. That's why it's so simple to go to war. You know what I'm saying? Like we think that, we think that it's easier. Think about it like this. A cop would rather kill a suspect than have him go to court and, and testify against him. That's paperwork. That's it. That's, that's paperwork, bro. You'd rather deal with the, the suspension and the possible termination than to deal with a motherfucker who, because once he know he fucked up, that's usually how it goes. Once a cop know he's fucked up, it's over. Game over. Might as well go ahead and finish the job. Might as well just shoot you. At least there's one less person to talk about it. You know what I mean? That's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, and I'm only saying... Yeah, I'm only saying that because I know there's a couple people that's going to listen. Like, yo, why the... Why, is he, why are they carrying on about that? The reason why we're carrying on about that is because we've seen a Mike Tyson incident. We've just Man. seen we've seen the Will Smith incident, and now we're seeing the Dave Chappelle incident. There are people out here who are what 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 do you say on the Chappelle show? They are habitual line steppers. Yep. 
sometimes you just some some of these people need to be put in a place because there there is it just it just needs to happen. And then some of these people, like if you're in my situation recently, you just need to avoid them. Let 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 them have a the room. Let them have it because and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. And man, as much as as much as like I would love. <laughs> As much as I would love to, man, like it ain't worth it. Like if I beat the fuck out of you and, and, and went home, I got a feeling that I'm I'm not going home. And that's the crazy part about it, bro. Like I want to go home. I want to be able to get to my to what I like to do. I want to get to my, my space and, and do the things that make me happy because what I'm doing for a living is what I'm doing for a living. I, I I want to continue to do the things I do as a free man. I don't want nobody standing over me or telling me what to do any more than they do at work. Waking me up and where me I make shower money. time and shit. Yes. When to shower, when to go to sleep. I'm not nobody's child and I don't need that. And walking away from these type of things is not to say that no man or no woman out here is a coward. It is just a realization that you may be more dangerous to that situation than the person that you're dealing with. And I know, I know myself, the, the hurt, harm, and danger I can, I, I can, I can impose. I think it's important to kind of drive home the point as well, that you don't have to prove that you're not a bitch. It's a lot of niggas in the grave and a lot of niggas in prison who felt like they had to prove they wasn't a bitch. Bong bong, because of their because their ego and pride trumped common sense. Being yeah, being reasonable and having common sense, and I think that is a traumatic thing that happens in our neighborhoods more than anybody else's. Where your ego poverty stricken, yes, where your ego and pride jumps in the way of you thinking logically and and going, hey, I'm not really a bitch. A bitch is a female dog. That don't have nothing even to to even do with me. And for you to even act violently, it's almost like you agree with the sentiment that you are a bitch. I think that just any type of reaction just makes you a, makes you subject to all of that because if the always if the shoe fits, wear it. I don't like that euphemism, but I mean, let's be real. If 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 it doesn't necessarily speak to who you are as a person, why are you owning it? You know what I'm saying? You're having a disagreement with somebody. They say a person who can't argue the who can't argue the point make insults. You know what I'm saying? Shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. People use sign language. People use people get off into their emotions when they can't argue the point and find different ways to kind of like break you down. And if they can break you down and they don't ever have to argue the point with you again, because they can just say he a bitch, he's too weak to even have have, have the conversation. And if they don't do that, like you said, they they just insult you, especially yeah. when they lose them. Yeah, that's how it usually goes. When when you've already like neutralized the conversation and the conversation is over with, but they want to continuously argue, they they don't argue the point anymore. They just they come for you. They just go out to insults. And see, here's the thing about that: that'll get you killed too. Insulting people's family and playing around with people's family and disrespecting people's family. Some people you- just some people have a low threshold for that. 
some people have a low threshold for that, regardless of how deep it goes. Like you may not have any ties to this individual at all, but because you said what you said and this person has an emotional tie to that, they're going to react. That's just human nature. That's how that's how human beings function. But again, six, that goes to the fact that there are people out here who don't know any better. Facts. They don't know any better six. And I'm not saying have have mercy on them or, or have empathy, empathy for them. But they should have some type of some level of empathy because you don't even know how to deal with people yourself. And you're out here insulting people's families. But see, the thing is, is emotional intelligence is learned. You don't just you don't just have emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence comes from having consideration, having, again, empathy. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where, like, when you understand that you're connected to the human across from you, you kind of, you can identify with certain aspects. But when you, when you have no connection to that, you don't, you'll say and do whatever. Like, that's why, like, dudes are so hard on women. That's why women are so hard on men. Women can't understand and rationalize and wrap their head around the things that men go through. Like, men can't wrap their heads around things that women can go through. But what we can do is be more empathetic and, and listen and learn and educate ourselves. Absolutely. But instead, what we do is we get emotionally wrapped up in whatever the argument is. Instead of arguing the point, we started, we started attacking the person. Yeah, and then we stay on our side, which makes yeah. it more difficult it instead of just trying to... Be divided because of of words we don't yep. necessarily look at the overall conundrum that that still persists because even though you even though now you're both mad the problem still exists now there's three problems the, your problem that person's a problem and the problem that started it all yep yep man it's 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 a motherfucker though um we bring up uh, again we only bring this up because there's some there's some rifts ha happening within the community and Six, we said this. More of this shit was gonna happen. We 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 said this. Like this yeah, is going to effect. happen. It is going to be a ripple effect. And this is the reason why six. I only I talk to you and only people in my circle who actually know what how these situations happen and then why they why they will have a ripple effect because we understand what goes on and we understand how these types of situations come about. And what drives them and what pushes them. Yep. Everybody that I grew up with, everybody that's in my immediate circle, six, the quarter, poncho, camp, everybody, they got a button that you just can't continue to push. They got a line that you just can't continue to cross. Mike Tyson has a line that you just can't fucking cross. Of all people, why would you choose to bother everybody. Mike Tyson? Everybody should have a line that nobody that some of these motherfuckers don't have one, and you know it by the fact that they'll just let shit continue to happen. I'll tell you like this. I believe it's a small, there's a small amount of people who have no line, but there's a major amount of people who don't respect other people's line. That's where the problem comes in. I think like uh the the Dave Chappelle and the Mike Tyson situation. And in the Will Smith situation, those are like just small examples of a bigger problem. Whereas like the line is obviously there. And uh, I guarantee you, if somebody was fucking with that guy, the way he was fucking with Mike Tyson, he would have had a similar reaction. But because it was Mike Tyson or because it was Dave Chappelle or because it was Chris Rock, people look at it as though you should be able to deal with it. You're a celebrity. But that ain't or, how it goes. I'm still, a, Smith. I'm a still a human being. 
but nobody cares about the human. No, I'm telling you, that's the thing. The empathy is gone. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares about the human. All they look at it is, is the spectacle, going back to the spectacle of it all. True. You know what I'm saying? The guy sitting up there like, I can't believe I'm sitting behind Mike Tyson. We had a conversation earlier, so I guess we cool now. Hey, record me while I'm talking to Mike. Mike like, hey, you need to relax, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to do something. We had our conversation. It was all good. Really don't know you like that. Leave me the fuck alone. But dude just kept on going on and Mike got fed up. Now, his 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 threshold is obviously lower than most. You know what I'm saying? We knowing his history and where he comes from, it makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Uh, the 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 thing about it though is is that when you deal with the human condition, when you deal with people and their their social interactions and where they're getting their information from and how they're learning about being empathetic, a lot of it is disconnected because we're not necessarily being taught accountability on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't, like, if a motherfucker tell me to chill, I'm chilling. If I tell a motherfucker to chill and they don't chill, I'm, I'm and I can't exit the situation, there, I, I, there's, I'm, I'm limited in my, in my, my reactions. I have to show you force. You know what I'm saying? Because what what is like let's say, let's say uh Mike called the 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 fucking flight attendant over, like, hey, dude back here fucking with me. I'm gonna need you to uh tell him to chill. how much you how how good you think that would have done? We don't know because it never happened. But right. let's say he did tell the flight attendant, hey, I'm trying to make it to my destination. I don't want to have to hurt this dude. Can you tell him to relax? Or can and, we can we find a different seat for me? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But the best way to put a fucking put a pin in it is to just go ahead and beat his ass real quick, slap him up real quick, just so he get the message. That way the, the message is not passed down second and third hand. You get the message from the source. You see what I'm saying? That's the way I viewed it. Like Mike Tyson probably hey, Mike Tyson told him, look, man, you need to relax. Dude. I think he told him he had, had some shrooms, had some of these shrooms. And and dude was not dude was not having it. He was on some old happy to be here shit. Which I mean, I've seen celebrity interactions go crazy. I've seen like you seen how TMZ run up on Kanye and shit like that. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? All in all in people's faces. That and shit is upsetting. It looked it looked like it's upsetting. Like, dude, I just got off a flight. I've probably been in the studio for 24 hours. I'm out here trying to kick it with my broad. You all up in my motherfucking face, bro. Like, slide the fuck back, man. Like, get, at least give me 10 feet. Man, give me And you feet. asking me questions. And then when the, when a celebrity don't answer those questions or when a celebrity isn't being personable. Oh, you're a fucking it, asshole. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you either got to be okay with being, like they say, uh, what they say, uh, you you be the hero, live long enough to be the villain, some shit like that. What yeah, they say? Uh, I forgot, but or die or uh, I die forgot. A hero, die a hero, or live long enough to, enough be, to the be the villain. villain. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You be the good guy for so long, and then eventually, motherfuckers gonna hate you. But the 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 most honest life you are gonna live is the one where people have an honest portrayal of who you are. They see you in your good and your bad. They see you in your 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 good, your your best and your worst. And I think that that's that's the most I think that's a liberating feeling. I just think it's imperative that, you know, people, like I said before, just understand boundaries, man, and give people their space. Facts. Just give, just give people their space. But we know, you know, these, these hands. Yeah, we know these. We know people don't understand that. And at some point you're going to end up getting a shit slapped out. you like, it's, it's on the way. 
You know, like, don't worry, the package coming. It's, it, oh man, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, just, just relax. Oh, yeah. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. Yo, oh, yours yeah. coming. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep be doing patient. what you're doing, pimp. Right. And your keep package is gonna. Man. Package will arrive. And when it arrives, uh, you ain't even got to sign for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm gonna open the motherfucker. I'm gonna show up, and I'm just gonna open it for you, and I'm gonna hand it man. to you. And you get and whatever you do with it from there is on you, bro. Listen, it's gonna be whatever it's, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be exactly there. what you ordered. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a. Oh. Listen, man. People don't get it though, man. You know, and and uh, and uh, we. I'm too old to to. I'm too old to be uh, explaining myself to anybody about it. You I know, know what I mean? Ain't, I know I ain't finna explain shit. Bro. I ain't about to explain nothing. Like, dude, I let it, I like, we, I let motherfuckers know, look, man, we grown. I, me saying we grown should tell you everything you need to know. I, I, I <laughs> I'm leaving it, I'm leaving that, man, you got it, fam. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be you quiet. Win. You win. <laughs> you got it. You got it. From this point out, the little situation where I had, where the quarter and them had to talk me down about, about the little boxing situation and the dude, and the dude was being disrespectful. Uh, big bro Ken talking me down. It's, to everybody that's listening, man, know your limits. Know your limits. And if it's if the best situation is for you to get out of there and and get home, get out of there and get home. If you know what you're capable of doing, facts. Get out of there and otherwise, get because otherwise, it's not gonna. It's definitely not gonna be favorable for either party. So you might as well just go ahead and and you gotta own it. You gotta own it. If you if if you if you're the fucking instigator, you're the agitator, own it. You know what I'm saying? Don't play victim after you get your shit split. I'm you, I, not rock. I'm never the guy that's gonna instigate any situation or escalate anything. I'm always the guy that ends up having to, having to neutralize <laughs> having to well. neutralize a threat. And and I pride myself on just being a good guy, just being a good guy trying to get out the way. But there are some people that like to poke and push buttons, and so and they live for it. it. Listen, keep keep on, keep on living. You get what you, you get what you signed up for. Oh yes, sir. Oh yes, sir. Because it's it's on the way, it's on the way. And, and there's nothing. I'll say this too. When that light turns on, you can't turn it off. If you don't, if you don't take the time to, to to evacuate the premises when you know the shit finna turn up, that means you're there for it. So let's, you, let's go, let's go time. Once that light turns on, it don't turn off. You got to ride this bitch out, man. However this play out, that's on you, bro. <laughs> and and, and uh, I, can, I, I I I give out pain, and that's man. why that's why it's imperative for us to be very selective when it comes to those types of interactions, man. Mm-hmm. We got to because like. Guys like me and you, we got a lot at stake. And I think like the bigger, the like the further along our path we go, the bigger the challenges become and the more fervent people become in trying to be agitators. You know what I'm saying? The disruption starts to occur. And you know what I'm saying? We're not here for that. We're here for success. We're here for growth. We're here for, you know what I'm saying, for for prosperity. We ain't here Absolutely. to be fucking monkeying around with these, with these idiots who, who who just want to be right <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if, your, if, if your goal is to just be right argue with your kids man argue, argue with somebody else other than me bro 
please argue with somebody else other than me. Because truth of the matter is, none of this shit is for me. If I'm only there for the check, that means that what you're really trying to do is disrupt my my cash flow. Or if it is it just in regular life, I don't give a fuck where it is. If you just want to be right, be right somewhere else. Right. Just yeah. be right somewhere else. Because this, this the debate you're trying to have is not interesting to me. There is no win after a certain point with me. The only right. win is getting you out of my face. Facts. And and if that win comes by force, you're gonna get force. And again, it's on its way. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want to I don't I don't want it to sound that way. And I don't want to. I uh, maybe I have already put that at the, put that out there into the atmosphere to the into the universe. But God bless everybody out there because I, I try my best. I pride myself on being on, on being cordial and, and being being polite to people, not because I'm a coward or something, but just because I understand. I understand that it 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 it's, it, it pays to just be good. Because being negative, it don't take shit. These works out, these workouts I be doing. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing I'm not doing them just because I like them. I do them because it, it helps. So, you know, God bless, God bless uh Dave Chappelle and, and Mike Tyson. I, I wish them the best going forward. I think Mike Tyson is 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 an all-time great person. You can, you know, when I listen to him, Mike just sounds like a dope human being. It sounds like he's living the, the best part of his life right now. You know, he's enjoying life. He's got businesses going on and, and he's forging destiny for himself and uh, leaving something behind for his kids. So salute right. to him. Salute to Dave Ch Chappelle too, who's one of the great comedians of our time, of our era. And, and now this, I'm just quite sure this is going to inspire more shit uh, coming from him as well. So, <laughs> I, I I saw the guy look all bent up, man. Look, yeah, I gotta stop fucking with people, man. Just stop fucking with people. It's only my, and look, here's the other thing: ain't no excuses when somebody turn up on you. Y'all keep y'all be making excuses before it, but once it happened. Don't be making up no excuses and lies. Oh, you know, this happening now. Don't, don't do that. Once the rattlesnake, once the rattlesnake is done rattling, man, and it starts, and it starts biting. That's that's it. That's it. Y'all need to stop, stop fucking with people. Leave people the fuck alone. You, you will get a lot further. You will stay healthy that way. Yep. And the thing is, it's like be just have some have some consideration for other people's fucking uh position yeah you know what i'm saying yeah just be, be considerate man be be a decent human being but you know what? You, you know you know the punk motherfuckers is wrestling with uh self-esteem issues and, and daddy issues and and want to be want to be attention seekers and shit yeah yeah making up it got an excuse for every fucking thing oh you they make up making up excuses for every fuck listen we gonna end it there because I, I can go on and on and on. And the only reason I can is because the situation that I'm talking about happened recently. And I, I'm, I'm going to let you live, pimp. Thanks.
I'm gonna let you live because I, I like living my life. I like the I like the travel I just 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 been doing, and I plan on traveling more. Another trip coming soon. So, y'all be safe out there. Uh, know your surroundings. Have situational awareness. When a situation is escalating, get up out of there. Get it up. Get up out of there before you before you make the wrong decision, which you may think is right. Because not everybody is at the same level you at. Some people are already at kill time. Some people are at on kill time, but other people are just punks, chumps, and cowards, and they're not really built for that. And they just right. talking because they're used to talking. They're used to running their mouth. They ain't yep. used to no action. So you got to be aware. You got to be aware of that. But be aware of the people that's already built up and they already pent up and they got that they on that level 10 aggression. Be aware yep. of that. Yep. Situational awareness is key. Yes, sir. My man, is there anything else you want to talk about or are we good on this one? I think we good, bro. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Full Profits Podcast with my host, with the most, the ghost, the poltergeist, 606. My brother, yes, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, bro. I yes, know sir. We haven't been linking up as frequently, but we'll get back to it. Now, for those who don't know, like six been got six got shit going on. I got shit going on. I've been very productive, and then I needed I needed some 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 time away, you know. So, um, we gonna we gonna we gonna figure things out and get back in mode. But I got, I got a lot of stuff going on, and it's and it's not bad. It's not completely bad. It's like some really good productive stuff going on as well as just trying to help other people position them to, to, to do better things for themselves. So um, staying busy, staying motivated, staying inspired, but your boy needs some sleep. You know, right. I need some sleep. Six needs some sleep, but we're going to keep on forging greatness. And with that said, remember the mission statement when you are striving for greatness, God never puts you in the driver's seat. If it's taken, you bitch you. Absolutely.